welcome back to Never Watch Alone, and you are now in the month of Kaijun. And joining us is, as always, my good buddy, Sean Wheeler. What's up, Sean? How you been? Oh, I'm good. Let's uh, see some monsters. Hell yeah. And bringing us back uh, is my old buddy, Mike Wasser, who has always, always begged me to do some kaiju movies. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> oh, man. And yeah, man. I, and uh, I take it you're really excited to do this. Cause, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. And because now we're going to be doing all, all month long, we're going to be doing the MonsterVerse movies from Legendary, which are a lot better than most people give them credit for. Honestly. Oh, definitely, yeah. definitely. And uh, to start it out, as you've already you've clicked here, you've already listened, seen the title. You know what you're in for, Gareth Edwards, Gorshira. <laughs> so uh, yeah, did you, so I take it all three of us saw this in theaters. Yes, correct? absolutely. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw this in IMAX actually. I went because I, you know, because I think it was uh, especially when you, Mike, uh, when uh, Pacific Rim came out. Oh yeah. Um, I talked about nothing else for weeks. Nothing else. It was well, that, it was months, maybe even years. It was adorably <laughs> annoying. Is how I characterized it. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I remember like you were hyping that up big time for yeah. me, and uh, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go see that one in IMAX. Uh, went to go see it because I wanted to see giant motherfucking robots punch some giant motherfucking monsters on a giant motherfucking screen. And guess what? <laughs> That's what you saw. Uh, exactly. <laughs> so I thought, thought uh, after you know seeing Pacific Rim and enjoying that so much, um, I thought, oh, I gotta go see the new Godzilla movie in IMAX because there was an IMAX, uh, an actual IMAX theater, not those stupid ass Limaxes, but an actual <laughs> IMAX theater uh, near my house, and I went to go see it and. The, the you remember the one iconic shot where the flares go up and yep. it all goes quiet and the the entire leg fills yep. the frame. There, I cannot articulate the kind of shit spewing fear that I was experiencing sitting in that theater because I sat a little bit closer because I like to look up at the screen, like actually physically hold my yeah. neck up oh. like I'm looking up at this, and to see that leg take up the entire IMAX frame was terrifying <laughs> and it was awesome uh I th oh. there were some big crowd cheering moments like it was a really good screening for me that hearing that makes me miss the imax i grew up with there is an imax like about 50 minutes away from me which i'll visit occasionally but there is a special one that they have at like the air the uh aerospace museum in san diego nice and the top of it curves around Oh, it's the Omnimax, uh -huh. right on. So, like, yeah. watching stuff there is just, like, was always so cool. And it's, like, hearing moments like that, I'd love to see that there. And, yeah, and dude. You'll, you'll appreciate this. That's actually where I saw that, uh, the documentary, uh, the IMAX documentary they did on the Titanic. Yeah, I, I actually saw that one, too, myself. Yeah, so seeing it in that kind of advice, it's like, you feel like you're there. It's just like, ugh, I love it, love it. Absolutely. <laughs> What about you, Mike? Where did you see uh, uh, Gareth I believe Edwards it was at a IMAX theater. Oh, it was an uh, IMAX. I, yeah. I believe I did see it in IMAX. Um, it was the one, you know, the one that at the green. Oh, in uh, the, uh, near uh, near Dayton? Yeah. I want to say that's where I saw it. I might, I, I mean, to be honest, I don't, I didn't find the, the screening particularly memorable. This is going to color my entire, um, <laughs> you know, commentary here, but this is not one of my favorite movies. <laughs> <laughs> or at least not one of your favorite Godzilla movies. Anyway. Uh, it's uh, not. I, I find the movie dull and forgettable. 
Okay, well, um, you're a agree. hardcore fan, aren't you? you? Well, you guys are both hardcore Godzilla fans. Like, he's really well, hardcore. I'm more, he's I'm hardcore. The more hardcore. He one. is way more hardcore. I grew up loving Godzilla, but as I was explaining to him, uh, I watched, grew up watching all the original Godzilla movies. I didn't watch any of the subsequent reincarnations. Yeah. So for 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 those who don't know, there are basically three eras of Godzilla. There is the Showa era, which extended from the the fifties to the seventies. Uh, that was under, of course, named for the emperor at the time. Um, and then there's the Heisei era, of course, again named for the emperor at the time. And that lasted from eighty five to I want to say ninety six. 9596 somewhere in that ballpark and then that's when columbia tristar got the license and uh japan decided to stop for a while and let the americans take over of course we fucked it up <laughs> big time um, big time we the problem was someone decided to get roland Demmerich and dean devlin which sounds like a good idea at first but very quickly they were like, yeah, we don't know what this Godzilla thing is. We don't care. We're making our own movie. It, well, they kind of clearly showed because the uh, the one good thing about the 98 Godzilla movie was, like, the, the teaser trailers leading oh, up yeah, to it. Yeah. Like, that was actually really fu fun, cool stuff. But when you look at it now, you're like, oh, my God. Motherfucker. Those motherfuckers are just ripping off Jurassic Park. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like, for real. That's what it was. I mean, they were cool. Yeah. But that's only because Spielberg was a competent director and worked on one of the most iconic movies of the 90s. <laughs> so anyway, upon seeing that, of course, the Japanese, you know, Toho people would not stand for, you know, that kind of Didn't they BS. kill off Zilla? The, in... well, I'll get to that. <laughs> um, two years later, 98 was when um, when um, Matthew Bro the Matthew Broderick movie came out. Two years later, well, actually, one year later in Japan, two years later in America, because it came out in 99 in Japan. So they cranked it out like that. Yeah. They came out with uh, what was called in Japan as Godzilla Millennium. Um, over here, it was marketed as Godzilla 2000, and Columbia TriStar did uh, release it here. It did not do well over here, <laughs> for obvious reasons. You don't just <laughs> release a Japanese movie in America and expect it to do well. Um, yeah. And that was the start of the Millennium series, which is my introduction to Godzilla um, formally because um i was i was really big into the angry video game nerd and james rolf and he did a series yeah. called monster madness every halloween and one year he did a monster madness on every single godzilla movie and i was very taken by his uh his commentary comments on uh the stupidest titled one ever godzilla mothra and king Ghidorah, giant monsters all out attack <laughs> which is that's a to, mouthful to this day my favorite godzilla movie i could get into a lot of reasons why but it's it's um i think it's it's the best godzilla movie since the 50 movie and before the the uh chin godzilla which I, is the current best right but um you did a lot of really cool stuff uh so i watched that and then i watched the rest of the millennium series and then i started dipping into the hisei series and i'm bumping the camera or mic anyway and then i went into the rest of the hisei series um, which the Hisei series is the most anime. That's when you have like psychic girls and and souls and beam weapons Wasn't and there aliens. Like a twins thing. Well, no, that you're getting back to Mothra in the sixties. Oh, okay. 60s. Okay. Um, and then I started watching some of the Showa era stuff on like bad VHS rips. Oh god. But then, <laughs> then came the Criterion Collection. Yeah. Oh. <sighs> all, we all all our cinephiles bow to the Almighty. 
Criterion Collection. They wrangled the rights to distribute every single Showa-era movie in one gorgeous set. And I spent over $200 on that gorgeous <laughs> set of Blu-rays. You, you splooged on that DVD box set I, more ways than one. I yes. so often, I, I mean, I obviously love for Criterion Collection, have so much of that stuff. But at the same time, I lament the fact that there are amazing movies that you're just like, this is perfect for the Criterion Collection, and clearly they can't get the rights. You're just like, yeah. no! And, and the, the Showa-era Godzilla movies is a miracle, because they have both the Japanese version and the American version of, uh, Go of Gong Kong vs. Godzilla. King Kong vs. Godzilla is what it was called. And that's amazing, because Universal has the rights to the American version. And Toho has the rights to the Japanese version. So they had to play nice for that. Right. <laughs> um, and it was the same issue with the uh, Japanese and American versions of the original Godzilla from the 54. From 54. They had to get rights from two different companies. And it it's just the rights to Godzilla movies are, are a mess. And, of course, Kong's even more tangled. There's oh, a reason why they can't well, call Kong King Kong. We'll get to that next um, but week anyway, on Kong versus so Godzilla. That's, on that's my Island. Godzilla overview. I'll talk about the twins when we get to <laughs> the King of the Monsters. There, there's so much history to be talked over the next yeah. month, to be to be honest. And a lot of it I'll be talking during King of the Monsters, because King of the Monsters is such a love letter to classic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, classic show era Godzilla. Yeah. Uh, now, I guess the last question i got to ask before we start is a lot of people have always been really divided about this movie because you know it's like oh there's not enough monster in it or that oh wow that's really restrained i really like that what camp do you guys fall under uh, sean actually i'm, I'm really cu most curious about you because i'm 90 percent sure of what actually 97 oh, no, no. sure i'm 100 percent in the in the camp of more godzilla like i understand what he was trying to do here but guess what if I'm watching a Godzilla movie, I want to see Godzilla fuck shit up. I don't want to see a Jaws version of Godzilla where you tease the monster for an hour. I don't want it. <laughs> okay, that's, that's uh, However, I will also say I have a, a few prejudices here, which I do have to acknowledge. First off, um, I cannot take the lead seriously because at this point in time when this movie came out, I was just very much still like, kick-ass? Yeah, exactly. Like, it's like, and, and, and don't get me wrong. Like, I'm, I'm all for people transitioning to more serious acting roles. Like, I, I don't try to pigeonhole actors. And I'm not saying you can't have serious roles in a Godzilla movie. Obviously, Ken Watanabe is amazing, Brian Cranston. But yeah. the whole point is they had established their credibility and their acting chops before doing Godzilla. I don't yeah. feel Godzilla is the place you go to be like, I'm a serious actor. Uh, uh buddy no, <laughs> like, no. That, that's not gonna work here sorry particularly when you immediately go to like hey look i run fast <laughs> like that's your next role like back to juvenile kid boy i'm just like oh boy oh yeah. boy yeah it's because it's because he you're the he's the one that you spend most of the movie with and, and you're you, totally right yeah you're, you're, and you don't care like you just don't care you're just like okay Godzilla? Can I have Godzilla? Like, a little bit? Like, what, what makes it even more frustrating is that they marketed it so dis differently. Like, we thought, oh, you know, Aaron Taylor Johnson, like, maybe he's not going to be that. No, he's our main protagonist instead of what was supposed to be like, the, all the trailers were like, Heisenberg versus Godzilla. 
Like that was the gonna be the big thing, uh, and it and it totally wasn't. <laughs> which I'm really disappointed because, dude, I, like everyone, I remember uh, when uh, uh, How It Should Have Ended came out with theirs. They had, you know, Brian Cranston in his pork pie, and he goes, "Say my name," and then you know, Godzilla, and then Godzilla roars in his face, like whipping off his his hat, and then as soon as he's done, and he's like, "You're Godzilla, right?" <laughs> It was amazing. And I was like, God, that should have been the movie. That should have been the movie. Yeah. It's, as I said, I don't. <sighs> yeah. It's, it's frustrating. Cause there are, cause you know, I personally, I'm in this, the camp that, uh, I don't, I actually like the jaws approach. Like, I think it's, uh, actually a really different way to do things. And it's actually very bold. So I, yeah. I, I applaud that. But at the same time, I'm, I'm like, you know how frustrating it is to have these big battles hyped up and all you see is news footage of it in the background. Like, yeah. I get that frustration. I, mean, and, I and, really do. And we might as well get into it because otherwise I'm going to start complaining right now about the movie bullshit for how he gets around. Oh, there's so much movie bullshit in this <laughs> right. movie. So, but, yes, my, my perspective on this, because it has a lot more nuance. Quite frankly, if you're expecting me to say I need more Godzilla in this movie, you'd be surprised. You might be surprised to find that no, I don't think there needs to be more Godzilla movie by numbers. If you're looking at screen time, there's probably just as much Godzilla in this movie as any of the Showa era movies. Yeah, yeah. Like, but uh, the problem is the movie is not about Godzilla. It's the about movie, this guy trying to exactly. go from place to place. And when it's not about him. It's about these other monsters I don't care about. Nobody really cares about them. <laughs> Fuck the Mudos, right? Nobody knows. They're not even supposed to be called the Mudos. That's a generic de designation for any giant monster. Yeah, I know. Massive, un unidentified right. terrestrial so organism. So my problem with this movie is not that it it doesn't have enough Godzilla in it. My problem is is that what it has instead is boring and uninteresting. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, you look at... Shin Godzilla is a great example. If I mean, I doubt anyone's really seen that who's listening to this. But I, the majority I'm, I'm of that movie that. is about is about bureaucracy yeah. and the failings of Japanese bureaucracy, and that's fine because they make that interesting. Yeah, but and and again, what they make it interesting, but what makes it work is they're not just cutting to newsreels; they're cutting to the actual attacks and then cutting back right. to the bureaucracy. So yeah, you don't need that much screen time necessarily of what's going right. on, but you need it, and the story needs to be about that. Right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I think uh, we've talked enough, and I'm pretty sure people are getting impatient and want us to start <laughs> the motherfucking movie already. So, uh, folks at home, if you're watching, like, uh, is, is this streaming on HBO Max still? No, it they took be, it yeah. off. They took oh, it off? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, they, they, they literally, they, they put out the new movie, they left the movie up, and the Monsterverse movie's on there for, like, a month, and then we're like, all right, it's all gone. Like, the old, Boo. they still have, like, old Godzilla stuff on there, but, like, all the new stuff, nope. Uh, well, let's... pick up a DVD, they're cheap. Yeah, DVD or Blu-ray, one of the two, and as we always like to point out, the internet is a vast place. <laughs> <laughs> So have your movie queued up because we are about to start this bad boy in three, two, one, click. And here we go. Warner Brothers logo. 
um, and I believe, and I, it's actually kind of amazing. Let this is at like sort of at the peak of uh, legendary pictures, wasn't it? Oh yeah, it? no, this was like right after Pacific Rim and and the Batman movies. Yeah, the Batman like movies. It, it, legendary was kind of fucking the like ruling the fucking world at that at this I point. I mean, honestly, they're still doing movies. pretty well for themselves. They are still doing really well, and I really, really hope that they continue the MonsterVerse. Yeah, there's I really there's, hope so. there's certain studios where it's like you see the logo and. You, you might you, you kind of know like you might not be in for a good movie but you're going to be entertained. Yes. Oh, something people don't talk about enough. This this opening was very clearly inspired by the Roland Emmerich movie. Hmm. Was it? I ha- I actually cuz the Roland Emmerich movie starts with stock footage of nuclear of nuclear tests. Okay, cuz uh yeah, I uh I tried to avoid that one. Like No, I totally understand. This is definitely um, though I mean I did enjoy this this opening intro. I thought this was right. well done. Oh, I, and the score? Oh yeah, Great. the score is fucking um, cool. I was I'm was and still am super disappointed that they don't include the Akira Ifukube theme at any point in this movie. I think that was a huge mistake. Did, are you sure? I could cuz no, I could have It's not in the movie at all. I heard, I no, I just think we remember hearing the No. It's not. Really? You can kind of hear echoes like they're trying to, to quote it a little bit, but it's not fully there. It's cock-teasing me the whole fucking time, and I hate it. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Because, I, I mean, you can kind of hear it in the da-da-dun, 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 but it's not the theme. I mean, I it, it, it's for – look, I've seen the original Godzilla, so I feel like I kind of know what I'm right. talking about, but and, and I, also, it was there for me. And also, it's missing the bomb, 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 bomb. Okay, bomb, now that I now that I can't bomb, defend. Bomb, 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 bomb. But that's I do the like best the. Part. Uh, I do. Li- I really like the. Re- that's really cool. Though. Oh yeah, the anti Godzilla bomb is really cool. Yeah, that's good foreshadowing because it you know it foreshadows the whole they were trying to kill him. Thing. Yes, that's really cool. I also really do dig the uh, the whole redacted. Kind of no, style. and I really love that it, it's made rewatches so much more fun. Especially King of the Monsters has a lot more little fun Easter, you know, egg, Easter eggs shit. and details. Yeah, there's a lot of you can and shove into that. Fucking great title card oh, too. The title card's <sighs> fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fucking great. Did you hear about uh, G- Gareth Edwards and how what a big Godzilla fan he actually is? I mean, if he if he is a big Godzilla fan, he doesn't show it in this movie. <laughs> wow. Ooh, that's some shots fired, man. Well, but but again, that's also the point. He's a big Godzilla fan, but he's also a big Jaws fan, because you decided to make Jaws Godzilla. And unfortunately, Godzilla fans don't want Jaws Godzilla. And also, let's not probably acknowledge, like, the insane amount of hula hoops for the rights and uh, all right. Right. also all let's shit. let's give all the props in the world to ken watanabe for insisting yeah. that he actually say gojira instead of godzilla yes like yes thank god i enjoy that actually <laughs> a lot you know it's really funny uh, if you have the criterion collection version of the original movie uh, they, the commentary is by a, uh, a film historian, and he's detailing basically the differences between the American and the uh, Japanese version. And he, is, he spends like a solid third of the first part of the American version commentary explaining why Godzilla is a perfectly accessible name for the monster and fighting over the name is stupid. Right, but uh, it's not it's not a matter of, 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 of I have an issue with Godzilla. Right. It's a matter of it's just... he's Japanese, I want yeah. that homage. 
Yeah, it's just yeah. that the, you, you commenting that reminded me, and I just thought it was a really <laughs> that this this film historian is like defending the use of Godzilla as a name for the monster, and I'm like, this is great. It's when you know it's like these are my people, kind of. Right, thing. right. <laughs> Not gonna lie though. Uh, so this is supposed to take place in 1999. I'm actually kind of curious. Why didn't they just do 1998, just yeah. so that they could <laughs> just have like a little bit of a jab at uh, Roland Emmerich? I may, I mean, I don't know. It, it feels like a little missed opportunity there. Yeah. This scene is actually really cool. Yeah, uh, kaiju movies do need more of kaiju remains exploration. Yeah, for real. And um, I, I, I really dig all of it, especially with, you know, the radiation suits and everything. That just It's very alien. Yes, thank you. That's what I was trying to it's articulate. It's definitely visually quoting alien. Totally, dude. Like the suits. Which, the, you know, uh, I, I mean, I will never have a problem with when you're dealing with, you know, some other species like it that's a fine movie to give you know reference and homage to yes oh absolutely but i love that we're in the spinal column I because it looks so good well as you remember like if you ever watch those alien movies like uh, he always designed the hallways to look like you're walking through a spinal column yep and god then, bless geiger yeah for real dude god rest his soul man he was he was he designed like some of the greatest nightmares of of film history yeah you know now now that i'm 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 really thinking back to that first theater experience with this movie i think i was still on the movie side for a lot of it and then oh yeah i know once the movie ended is when i just i hated it (laughs) like Um, this opening it's a solid opening like yeah for real hell even when it cuts away to uh um uh, you know Brian Cranston and his the shit that's going on in in Japan. He's such a compelling character too, right? And they have to, and he barely does. He barely lasts a third of the movie. Like, how lame is that? It really should have been. It, you know what? It, I it, we I, I think uh, all of us can agree that this movie, sh- instead of you know Aaron, uh, you know Aaron Johnson jumping around, it should have been about Brian Cranston running around. Yeah, and they should have focused on on government cover up and not trying to get to another place in America. Like if Brian That's Cranston cool was like a, in fact, they kind of used this plot for Kong for Godzilla vs Kong, where he had a whistleblower character, and that would have been more interesting if Brian Brian Cranston was more like focused on being a whistleblower and finding out about Godzilla. I think it would have been a much more compelling movie. But nay. Then I need to get to San Francisco so I can see my my wife and son. Oh, also, we got to have San Francisco because just like every other fucking disaster movie, we have to destroy the Golden Gate Bridge. I appreciate the poster. I will give them the poster. The poster's, yeah, the poster's cool. That is like a classic giant monster movie poster, but it's made original for the design of the Mudos, and I, 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 I dig it. Oh, gee, the dad that doesn't have time for the son. This You're, isn't th- cliche at all. This is th- this is this isn't Spielberg at all, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, like, it's even shot like a Spielberg movie right now. Jeez. It is. It is like it's always from the kid's point of view. Even like with where they do that thing where, that Spielberg does, where he has the camera lower so it's at the kids' eye levels yeah. and not the adults. Although it's weird because from the parents' perspective, it's always a little bit higher, which yeah. I mean I guess makes sense. But 
consistency is what makes Spielberg Spielberg. Right. What kind of a line is that? <laughs> oh. I don't like unexplained frequency patterns. Like, what the hell? There's a fly in the meth lab, Jesse. We have to get rid of it because it's a contaminant. <laughs> it would have been really too coy, but just having like uh, Aaron Paul show up for just a stupid little cameo as like a, a lab assistant, that oh. would have been... It would have been it would have been a little too much I think but have him just like for like a walk on role in the background where hell you don't even have to recognize him but just to have him on set there like that would have been fun. Yeah. I, honestly I have such a level of respect for Brian Cranston because I mean he could have just fucked right off after Malcolm in the Middle with the pile of money he had. Yeah, but like he's like no, like I love what I do, and I want to find interesting ways to keep doing my craft, and just had really put himself out there and showed his chops, and it's just so great. And, and uh, yeah, dude, seriously, after Breaking Bad, he was kind of like hailed as one of the best actors of his time at that point. And yeah, you mentioned Malcolm in the Middle, which reminds me of an interesting bit of trivia oh, regarding yeah. Brian Cranston's casting in this movie. Gareth Edwards admitted that he didn't really know anything about Breaking Bad and cast Brian Cranston primarily because he was the dad in Malcolm in a Mill. Huh. Which, which to uh, to Gareth Edwards, if he's listening, I doubt, but to Gareth Edwards, I, I have to say, where the hell were you for the <laughs> television event of the century? Like, oh my God. That was some of the best television we've ever gotten. My God. Where the, where the hell were you? <laughs> well, but at the same time, I mean... I don't know. I did. I knew about Breaking Bad, but I don't think I started watching it till season five. Like I just binged the earlier ones and didn't jump in till then. So, yeah. I, I mean, I admit I was late for it too. Uh, I didn't actually see the, the the final episode when it aired. I just watched it on my own time. But yeah, Jesus Christ, was that that was one of the most intense binges of my life. I've my not God, seen any of Breaking Bad? Really? You haven't? Oh, dude, give it a binge. Seriously. <laughs> like, the first three seasons are kind of a slow burn with their highlights, but it all comes back. Like, the, the, the last two seasons, holy shit, they're nuts. And it's – and Brian Cranston really carries that shit, man. I do like the fact that Brian Cranston actually does speak Japanese in here. Now we get our. Fr I think this. Does this qualify as an action sequence? I think it qualifies. Okay, so. There's definitely tension. Yeah, because so, we are what? We are 11 minutes into yeah. this movie, and we're getting a, a fair action sequence here. I Yeah. I would never complain that this movie doesn't have enough action. It's just that the action doesn't really have a lot of impact because we're not given much of a reason to care. Well, in this case, we are, I think. I mean, maybe. We in, have in a little this, bit. In this isolated sequence, just because yeah. it's so character-driven, you know? Cause especially with, uh, um, you know, uh, Brian Cranston's character and his, and his wife. Mm -hmm. Like, as a matter of fact, I think I remember uh, Quentin Tarantino saw this sequence, uh, and he actually kind of teared up when his wife died. It's pretty impressive. I know, Tarantino right? That, like, Quentin Tarantino's like, holy shit. This, I never cry at big Hollywood blockbuster movies, but this movie got me. 
for some reason. So I don't know. Maybe you know. Maybe uh, Gareth Edwards was just doing something right. Give me a, a first. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well. Mm. I mean, okay. I should explain a little bit every time I snark about Gareth Edwards. <laughs> I didn't like Rogue One either. Really? Um, I I find I, his filmmaking very very sterile and uncharismatic. I really liked Rogue One, but I had very personal reasons for that. Um, if you guys want to check out my commentary for Rogue One, there's a uh, link in the description below. <laughs> you know what? I think the reason why Quentin Tarantino kind of teared up, it's it's Brian Cranston's performance. Oh, his, yeah, his performance is impeccable. Um, like, my God. Ah, oh, dude, why hasn't this... Uh, one day, this guy's going to win an Oscar. Oh, unquestionably. For sure. Like, he is well on his, his way to winning an Oscar. This is actually a pretty cool shot. Yeah, it is cool. Also, <laughs> is it weird I get a laugh every time he slaps the button while streaming? <laughs> his facial expression's a bit goofy, yeah. It's a little bit of like that dark, subtle, like that very darkly subtle sense of humor that Breaking Bad had. It's like, oh my god, I'm gonna die! Yes! <laughs> <sighs> yeah, this scene. And it's the part where she takes off the mask. Mm -hmm. Where it's just like, yeah, it's all gone. You gotta love the uh, the dramatically uh, slow doors, though. Right. right. There's there's a lot of like visual stuff going on here because she removes the mask in an attempt to remove a one of the many barriers that's currently between them, and then a barrier is closing in, so it's like highlighting how futile that is. Anyway, it's just I, I, I criticism <laughs> brain just kind of yeah, snapped for, there. And well, like, again, that's just ah! from, we can chalk that up to the many bits of movie bullshit. Yeah. But in re in reality, I still acknowledge that bullshit in movies is like glue. It's the, the yeah. it, bullshit is what holds movies together sometimes. And this is this is also really cool. And and this actually reminds me very much of a shot from Godzilla, Mothra, and King Ghidorah, Giant Monsters All at Attack. I will say the whole title every time. <laughs> Where soon after Godzilla first appears, you actually don't see him use his nuclear breath for the first time. You hear it. It cuts to these students in school. They look out the window. Mushroom cloud. Cool. Mm. It's fucking badass. Cool. Um, and then everyone starts panicking. Uh, so yeah, that reminds me very much of that scene. And maybe, maybe Gareth Edwards was directly quoting that. I still doubt that he's a huge Godzilla fan. But, beside the point. <laughs> And I wonder if there is a like a director's commentary. Like maybe you should listen to that, and maybe you'll get like a weird perspective on it. Maybe. Maybe. I just feel like any Godzilla fan would make a Godzilla movie about Godzilla. <laughs> you know, honestly, I don't. I really think that Gareth Edwards was trying to go for that, but because let's be honest, uh, Hollywood filmmaking is all about getting to some place whereas in the east especially in japan and places like that stories are often about being there mm. you know I can see your, your point because you know you see that a lot in anime and a lot of manga 
in terms of storytelling. Uh, in in the East, it's always been about uh, being somewhere, mm -hmm. where in the West, it's usually about okay, we got to get to this place now. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what it was. Yeah, and kind of uh, an ideology of you know we want to talk about the journey; they want to talk about just being in the moment. Yes, exactly. And I think, it, and plus because Hollywood is so plot and goal oriented storytelling, yeah, that they com specifically commissioned a script to follow that format. And I think that's what it, whether whether it was conscious or unconscious, because you know, right. some people just fall into that habit. Yeah, but I think that's probably what it was, and why it doesn't feel like it's about Godzilla. It's about this poor schmuck. Well, <laughs> actually, can we uh, can we just like get the incense jokes out of the way now? Because uh, this jokes. is awkward. They, 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 oh, they, right. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. Maximoff. Yeah, I get it now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they do look like siblings. Um, oh! <laughs> burn this part. Yeah. Why, why did they cast? Oh, look, I know that this movie came out first. Right. Um, they had, they, I mean, they had like a little bit of a tease in Winter Soldier. Yeah. Where it's like the twins, like they will change everything. But, dude, could you have like please recast <laughs> one of these actors, like for real? Because you know we watched you know Age of Ultron a year later, and we look back on this and like this is really creepy. Like yeah. I wouldn't uh, look. I get it. It's actors. Like it's all make believe. I get that. It's cool. But. That the fact that they came out so close together well, is what apparently, makes it weird. Yeah, I, I I don't disagree, but apparently the director was like very specific about the actors he wanted for this movie, and like went out of his way to get them. And you know, it's uh, I mean, I got I can appreciate a director who has a vision like that, but I'm just like, uh, yeah, it was honestly it was really bad timing. Like, I imagine he's, like, one of those many film directors who are like, fuck Marvel. They were <laughs> fucking up my shit. But, uh, you know well, what? I, I, just, I just really wish that, you know, it, 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 I probably would have recast uh, Aaron Tom Johnson. Oh, yeah, no, unquestionably. Because, yeah. A, he's not an interesting protagonist here. And yeah. I know he's a good actor, so he can be better than somewhere else. Right. But I can see why Gareth Edwards really wanted uh, – uh, Elizabeth Olsen to be in in this because mm -hmm. she had done a couple of indie horror movies mm -hmm. when she was first starting out, and that's where Gareth Edwards, you yeah. know, started out in the indie horror scene. Yeah. Um, so if he had cast, you know, Johnson, like not cast Johnson and gotten someone else, this would feel a lot better, I think. Yeah and, yeah, and again, I don't have a problem with him in general. Just for me, it's like my only awareness of him prior to this had been Kick Ass. And the second yeah. Kick Ass movie was, what, a year? at most i think before this one so it's just like yeah oh boy like i can't take you all that seriously yeah it's really hard when you know you've uh, uh killed a man with a a, a flying jetpack and minigun <laughs> <laughs> it's really hard to take you I, seriously I would like to say kid i want the movie to shift at this point to that kid that's who i'm interested in <laughs> right actually right yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it's like who are you what did you do because i want to know one of those little extra moments like hang on whoa what's going on here is there was there like a deleted scene that i missed um explain movie <laughs> and 
Yeah, no, the movie still got me fully on board at this point. Cause yeah. holy shit, this is this is some good shit. I love I love the idea of a Godzilla movie that's a government conspiracy movie. Yes, yes. And we don't seriously. Get that. It should have been about Cranston. Right, there's so many again, so many ways it could have gone with this, and here we are. Yeah, but I, I think I still blame a little bit more of the screenwriter yeah, uh, no, on this totally. than than Gareth, because I still say Gareth Edwards really ha- handles this directorially speaking fairly well i suppose but yeah definitely ford needed a more charismatic actor because the the role has no charisma no it really doesn't an actor who has charisma to bring charisma to the screen yeah and i i don't want to say you know i don't want to piss off aaron johnson (laughs) and but it's not i'm sorry too much it's (laughs) not yeah you got like you know honestly i see I, i don't really see that as his uh like his fault or anything i think it's like just bad casting personally yeah. also as a fan of monsterverse in general as much as i've been shitting on this movie as a fan of monsterverse in general i do love how they introduced the bioacoustics concept right oh. off the bat oh actually you're right dude they carry yeah. that over for the rest of the for movie, the rest so. of the franchise wow you're totally right well, except for kong skull and doesn't have any bioacoustics stuff well in it, it but, was the 70s right this was before yeah. that yeah. <laughs> I, I adore how they're like they 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 latched onto bioacoustics as a core scientific concept for how they deal with monsters, and, and it's a cool concept. They stick with it. I really really respect the it's franchise. It's a cool concept too. Yeah. Like we haven't seen that yeah. in any of them, and it feels plausible. Yeah, you know, and that's the other thing about this movie is like they really went out of their way to make it uh, plausible by having that philosophy that uh, Phil Tippett was talking about when he was doing dinosaurs for uh jurassic park is like you know we can't think of these things as just movie monsters we right. have to uh be respectful to the uh, uh the physiology and the uh uh for lack of a because i j- you know just got off of mortal Kombat again <laughs> uh animality <laughs> of these creatures yeah. that we, they, we we have to think of them as uh animals and not monsters mm-hmm. Uh, and that applies here too, and I think it really, really works, um, especially in the design choices for uh, oh, Godzilla yeah. in this movie. Um, did you guys hear about all the fat shaming shit? Yeah, yes. I remember that. <laughs> uh, I, I want to take a moment because one thing, while I'm not a fan necessarily of this plot, one thing I do like though is that like at least this plays, and by that I mean, yeah, like as a child who experiences it is like that kind of situation. You're gonna have to move on. Like you, you cannot make it your life. But yeah. like, as a husband and father, who is both your career and the love of your like, like you lose the love of your life. This is what you have done for your life's work. It completely plays that it would become an obsession. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But he. But you know what? Maybe the son should have been the one who died in the third of the movie. I honestly think so. That would have Yo. been really compelling because yeah. took his you took my wife, then you took my son. I'm coming after you, you motherfuckers. Yeah, I'm gonna he, you know, and you know it would be really funny if like he just it, it's so cartoony, but then he just takes up the uh, the M60 and just starts firing away. Well, what's great <laughs> is that story feeds naturally into um, a a a narrative critical of revenge because obviously Brian Cranston can't do anything against Godzilla. Yeah. Right. Honestly, that image of him shooting a, a handheld human weapon at the giant monster would be perfect for communicating that. Well, the, the, there was an M60 involved in the uh, 
the the finale of Breaking Bad. Okay. Well, whatever. <laughs> um, but I'm sorry. I'm... My point still stands. Um, <laughs> like from a just a, a raw storytelling perspective, that would really work. And then you have this sort of thing where it's like, what he really has to do is just move on and not stay in the spiral of of you know revenge. revenge and, yeah. yeah. And that would have been a great story. I would love that movie. Yeah. For sure. Even if it had the exact same amount of Godzilla, even if it's st- still kept cutting away, I'd be like, well, at least it gave me a compelling character. Yeah, and, and honestly, that, that's and... so much about, you know, I I don't even necessarily think that, you know, his obsession is about needing the answers. Like, I don't necessarily think he would have even been that hard so much on a revenge trip. Is like, well, at least now I know. You know what I mean? Closure's a lot easier to have if you have, like, a level of explanation behind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Although I have a feeling that Brian Cranston probably would have requested that uh, his character dies at the end of this movie anyway, just right. so he can avoid to go back for a sequel. Oh, for sure. Right. Because, like, cause, yeah, you might well, want to be like, all right, doing a Godzilla movie sounds fun. I don't want to be under yeah. contract. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, yeah. Because, yeah, you know, you look at all the Marvel shit. And you look at all the contracts, especially for characters like Robert Downey Jr. Right. It's insane. It's and insane. Well, but Godzilla. at the same time, what he was able to negotiate per movie is insane, too. So, let's... Yeah, no kidding. Well, and also, Godzilla has never been known for consistent quality. You don't want to be under contract in a Godzilla movie. Right. No, no, no. <laughs> because no, you... one movie could be fucking brilliant. The very next movie could be complete and utter shit. Yeah. But um, in a weird way, we kind of got that... In, in that uh, 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 what, what was it? Desirable uh, inconsistency. I, with I will say I yeah, love I some Absolutely. of uh, the visuals here just because it's like, I don't know, to me, well, my, there's definitely my, like with that shot they just had with the building and stuff there, it, it feels like a throwback to Akira. It really it's does. It's The Last of Us. It, it's The Last <laughs> of Us meets Akira. Yeah. I, it sounds amazing, actually. I have to I have to own up. Uh, I've never had a PlayStation, so I've just never been on, on to The Last of Us. I mean, I've, I've just seen a lot of gameplay footage, and there's a lot of just, you know, um, every, a lot of plants overgrowing buildings and stuff like that. So. And now i got to make a toy, toy Story reference. The air isn't toxic? <laughs> How dare you remove a Space Ranger's helmet? My eyeballs could have been sucked from their sockets. <laughs> <laughs> There's also a Prometheus joke somewhere in here, but I, oh, I, I'm there? not. I don't know. Possibly. Well, I I'm, think we... I'm trying to figure one out about the helmets. <laughs> and if, air if, and... if there was, it probably was in that opening sequence where they... In the... Well, I'm not saying there's one in the movie. It's just in the situation, there's room to make a joke about Prometheus and take. I like the that little and, bit of foreshadowing. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Like, the... that's... The bits like that, I'm like, okay. Okay, there's some love here. And I knew I wasn't expecting to see Mothra in this movie because, honestly, I wasn't even expecting they'd do Mothra right in the sequels, but... Uh, I can be surprised. I was actually super confused, like a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, when the thing spread wings, I'm like, wait, is, are they doing Mothra? Is yeah, that I, Mothra? Thought, I thought, actually, my first gut thought was Rodan. Oh, uh, really? Okay. Well, yeah, because Rodan has flesh wings. Okay, well, yeah, but yeah. He, isn't he like a fire thing? Well, sometimes. Oh, oh, oh okay, so it's, man, the inconsistency is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I do like this little bit of foreshadowing. This is yeah, actually no, a really good cool, character yeah. building. Like he tur- he's a little toy soldier and all grown up. He even looks like his action figure. He does. Like maybe oh. that's that's why he cast him. 
so we could yeah. get the action figure shot because all action figures are super boring and generic. There you go. There it is. That's, That's why I the cast reason. Them. That's okay. why I cast the worst. Well, not the worst possible choice, but a pretty bad choice. Well, I wouldn't call it a bad choice, really, because look, look, I've seen so much worse casting in movies, but it is not a good choice. It was not the best choice. Oh, shit. He done gone get cotted. Oh, they found their facility now. No, they're containing something. Ah, <laughs> uh, shit. Now they got caught. Yeah. I really do like the... Again, they do keep, like, the authentic Japanese stuff in. Yeah. Which is nice. Uh, it feels a bit perfunctory to me. Mostly because I don't, like, necessarily think that Godzilla has to be connected so intimately with Japanese culture. Okay. Uh, I mean, it can, and there's nothing wrong with it, but, you know. Mostly because Godzilla, is, as, a, as a concept, has changed so much, you really can't say Godzilla is this one thing or this other thing. Yeah, I mean... Well, you but that's going to happen go... with, with any... Uh... Right. Franchise intellectual property that has been ongoing for, for 60 plus 60, 60 70 60 years. years yeah. 70, yeah, 70, 70 years. Almost. 54. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so almost, yeah. 70 years and, and, and 25. Wow. In, in uh, uh, three years' time, man, yeah. Godzilla is going to be 70 years old. That's yeah. nuts. And the franchise has had pretty consistent releases. At least one a decade. At least, and it's and the tone is wild, very, oh, very yeah, no. like we could have anything from like you know a dude in a rubber suit that actually looks rather imposing, to one that looks like a Barney suit. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I would say this is probably tonally the darkest Godzilla movie. Really, the, tonally the darkest. I mean. Because I it, thought Shin Godzilla was. It's competing very closely with the 54 movie in this case. Oh, Shin okay. Godzilla, it's kind of got this dark comedy sound to it. Oh, it does. Uh, or still, still to it. I still need to see it. You do yes. need to see it. I do. Um, I really do. Everyone keeps telling me Shin Godzilla is amazing. It. But it, it's kind of got this dark comedy feel to it. But this, the I think the only reason that this feels darker to me than the 54 movie is because the 54 movie still has Dr. Sarazawa being a bit of a mad scientist. Ah, okay. And um, here, and Sarazawa in this one is a little bit more. Well, of... one, he's not the same Sarazawa. I don't well, want to conflate yeah. those characters. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, but yeah, no, um, there is no mad scientist in this movie, and Sarazawa is a sympathetic mad scientist, but he's still it kind of. Brian Cranston is actually the closest thing to a mad scientist, right? But he's one hundred percent in the right. Oh yeah, no, he's, <laughs> he's fully sane. And you know, it's his his behavior is born out of tragedy. And God, he's about to leave the movie in just a couple scenes. I know it oh. sucks. Like, come on, man, where's our Heisenberg v Godzilla? Like, dude, it, it was right there, you guys. Also, Vera Farmiga, I think, is underutilized in this movie. Who is Vera Farmiga? She's the one sitting next, standing next to Sarazawa. She takes a bigger role in King of the Monsters. Yeah, and, uh, oh, and she yeah. is. Yeah, she's yeah. she's a great actress who I, I I've always just kind of been like, why are you in Godzilla movies? Like, well, she's <laughs> the second best uh, part of King of the Monsters. Yeah, 
Uh, Cuban uh, actor. Yeah, uh, yeah. Actor. I mean, I would agree, but I, again, my whole thing with King of the Monsters is just like, must we have humans? <laughs> I I have good good words to say on that. We'll get to that when we get to that. Um, <laughs> I love King of the Monsters. <laughs> we'll just start with that, and, and we'll leave it at that for now. Oh, I, I, it's I, happening. I, yeah. It's happening. <laughs> he is channeling Heisenberg so yes. fucking hard. And and I almost wonder if the this is he, this is not a transformer is kind of being a big f u to what most people think of with giant you know robots and monsters is the Transformers uh, franchise. That actress currently there is not Vera Farmiga. Oh, that's not Vera Farmiga. No. No, okay. I know, her, I know her face, and I'm like, that's okay. not her. <laughs> huh? Who is that then? Oh, it's I'm so pretty cool. sure Vera Farmiga was in this one, though. We have the emergence of not Mothra. No, you're right. That isn't Vera Farmiga. Was Vera Farmiga in this one? Oh no, it's Sally Hawkins. Ah. Yeah, no. I I get them confused sometimes. Yeah, I was gonna say like when I saw the face, it's like I was like, oh yeah, that's not her. <laughs> not at all. Yeah, no, that's Sally Hawkins. That's right. She was in Shape of Water. That's what I'm remembering her from. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They do kind of look a little similar to me. Very and, and Sally Hawkins. Anyway. This is a really cool sequence though. This is a cool sequence. Also, you really got to hand it to uh, the production value for this. Because even though the CG isn't that great in some shots, it's actually really good in a lot of others. I would say the CG overall in this movie is pretty solid. Yeah. Yep. Um, we got all these fucking extras running around. We got this containment facility. This, this is actually pretty cool. Yeah, no, this is, this is very slick. And I also really dig the sound design. Oh, yeah. Not going to lie. Because uh, I actually remember, uh, like, a, a buddy of mine uh, wanted to watch this. And I have these big Kenwood speakers, um, these old, beautiful Kenwood speakers that have these th almost like a theater-level presence. Uh, and uh, he hadn't seen it. And I'm like, oh, dude, you should check it out. It's actually pretty cool. But you got to see it at my place because I got the kick-ass sound sp uh, system that will do it justice. Yeah. So we w uh, wound up watching in the dark because, as you know, this notice very quickly. This is a very dark movie. Yeah. Uh, like Not just tonally. No, visually <laughs> yeah. speaking, like it. It's going Too off much. of like that De Batman Begins kind of shit, where uh, you know it's just very dark and shadowy and whatnot. So we had to watch this in the dark, it, with very loud speakers in order to fully appreciate this movie. Um, but yeah, man, like and it. There were moments where he's like, dude, that, I got chills because that was fucking cool. And, and if we watch this, like, on, you know, just, like, a 40-inch screen with, uh, out of its own speakers, we wouldn't have had the same effect. It really isn't. This is, this is designed for, like, a big theater experience because it is giant motherfucking monsters punching each other, and you want to see that on a giant <laughs> motherfucking screen. Well, it's about seven minutes of giant monsters punching each other. Well, it's more like 11, but you're, you're right. <laughs> the point is, when those scenes do happen on a giant motherfucking screen, that's, it's fucking awesome. It's fucking cool. Yeah, yes. Yeah. 
the EMP stuff is actually really cool too. Yeah. I like how that they're it's utilizing. It's a neat idea. If Pacific Rim didn't do it first. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. I I would not be surprised actually if if Gareth Edwards was kind of cribbing some notes. You know you know I probably just I mean just cuz Pacific Rim was so fucking good, you know. Yeah, it was. It was like stupid good at that yep. point. Yup. It, it was. It really was like the. It was that generation's uh, Independence Day, really. Oh yeah, no, totally. It's just a shame that it's not received financially as well. Uh huh. Um, I guess it's because you know, it really is like when you look at it, it's you. You know that it's it's, it's dumb. Stupid. Yeah, it's it's the, dumb it's as the, a box. But of it rocks. is the the best dumb awesome movie ever made. Yeah, or the best dumb. The, the most awesome dumb movie ever made, depending on who you ask. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so this is a really cool shot, though. This actually feels like a shot from War of the Worlds. Yeah, I uh, see from it. From Steven Spielberg. Yeah, no, this actually does kind of have that same... With the tripod? ...aesthetic. Yeah. The when, whole when, movie kind of has the same aesthetic as Spielberg's War of the Worlds. You're, you know what? Yeah, it does, doesn't it? And it also kind of has the same plot. <laughs> oh, my... Well... <laughs> I, I mean, mean, not really, but kind of. No, not really. I mean, you could argue that Godzilla is the invasive species that wipes the the Mudo out, right? And not bacteria. Yeah, but it's the. Uh, but what I'm saying is, is that it's about uh, someone trying to connect back up with their family, in, in a you know. The backdrop of this of, giant disaster. Yeah, exactly. Hell, I can see even. Uh, if it weren't, if this movie had like super ridiculous highlights, and there goes the emotional core of the movie. Oh, I know. And it'll never return. At least this shot's pretty cool. Yeah, I actually don't mind the design of the Mutos. They're a little uninspired, but they're all right. They're functional. Uh, well, honestly, they look like. Uh, I, I know that they were trying to go for these giant cicadas. Yeah. Which honestly, that's 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 an that interesting works. that that works. That was cool. Just having the dude get crushed. Yeah, crush That's, those yeah. crush those extras. That's what we're here to see. Okay, what's the mask supposed to do? That's my thought. I'm like, okay, why is your Create first thought cool here shot. is yes. gas mask? <laughs> it's here to give us a really cool POV shot. Yeah. That's it. And to give an excuse for the soundtrack to be muted. <laughs> yeah, because you know, you want to you want to have that uh, you want to mute it up a little bit. Uh, to to so that way nothing not everything doesn't feel loud anymore. Yeah. Okay, that was really bad acting. I'm sorry. <laughs> Why did they use that take? Uh, I, I'm pretty sure even Liz Olson was watching that in the theater. Like, ew, you uh, used that take. Like, but it, it could also be one of those unfortunate times where it's like, oh, look, like, that's the take we had. We didn't have other takes, and we don't have time for reshoots. It's like, it that's the take we have. The The sound guy well, was falling asleep. That's why you do another moment. take, Gareth. <laughs> well, maybe they did a bunch of takes, but the sound guy forgot to grab his energy drink, and his arms were sagging, and, and the boom slipped in. Oh, so we could have had uh, <laughs> the resurgence of uh, Jeans and Watch Guy. In the background. <laughs> oh. 
Um, sure. Well, I mean, you know, it is Warner Brothers, so maybe they'll have a little bit of money to, to CG him out. <laughs> like they did. The special edition, Godzilla. Uh. Gene and Watch Guy, no longer available. <laughs> also reminds me of the Starbucks cup in Game of Thrones. Yes, the Starbucks gate. Oh, oh that was God. such a stupid... Th- I, you know, I still, ha- I, I actually have bootleg copies of the of Starbucks the version. One. Yeah. Oh my God. So, yeah. so something I want to mention that I thought was kind of amusing, interesting. Uh, they, uh, the U.S. Marines looked at the script and were like, no, we're not going to help you with this movie. But the U.S. But the Navy, Navy was like, was sure, like, why not? Yes. <laughs> well, isn't, the, isn't there's maybe it's a different one where the shot of Godzilla swimming alongside them because i know he swims perpendicular in this one but i think there's a shot in in one of these monsterverse movies where Godzilla swimming alongside a bunch of navy ships and that's like super america fuck yeah kind of bullshit. <laughs> it is. Well, i mean you know that's just kind of how the pentagon has been operating since yeah. like the 50s in movies and it does suck but... it does it really does yeah but then but it is weird the stuff that they do approve like I still am amazed a movie like Stripes got made right. back in the 80s. <laughs> well, I mean, the 80s were a very different time economically. And they socially. were. I guess they just yeah. were. I, I guess it's just, it's just a testament how funny yeah. the writers and actors were on that movie. Yeah. Uh, and because of their status, too. God bless Bill Murray. Yeah, yeah. for real, man. Well... There it is, everybody. Uh, Brian Cranston is officially out of the. Fi- how how far are we into this picture? We are. We are. Oh, oh he actually lasted about forty minutes. Yup. Yeah. Forty minutes in a two-hour movie. <laughs> I actually do like the acronym, though. Mudo. That, yeah, it it does feel very Japanese. I in suppose. That sense. And it feels it, it feels like it it, it uh, uh, belongs in a Godzilla universe. <laughs> of course, the the monsters were so poorly received in this movie that they decided, you know what, we're just going to call them Titans from here on out, so we don't have to you know associate with the. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Is that why they keep? That's okay. that's from what I understand. Because I remember a lot of people saying, yeah, I mean, it was an it was a good Godzilla movie, but the Mudos didn't really look that compelling as giant monsters, and they weren't really well designed. And I, I, that's kind of, I, I see it. They're serviceable as monsters, you know, but they don't have the iconic. Not, yeah, they're not iconic. Yeah, they're not Godzilla, they're not Mothra, they're not King Ghidorah. You, you just gave me the, the idea for, like, the most terrible movie that I still want to see. Oh, yeah? What's that? Well, they call them Titans. I want to see a movie now called Clash of the Titans, where it's a remake of Clash of the Titans, but they're now incorporating monsters from, like, like they're now could do incorporating kaiju monsters into that narrative shut up and take my money (laughs) (laughs) that's it last shot bye bye brian fuck this this sucks (laughs) well and i mean if you pay attention to the monsterverse lore that's kind of what monsterverse lore is the idea is that the titans were giant monsters yeah were the kaiju yeah Oh, and now we have our exposition scene. Yippee! But Us nerds always love the exposition scene. At scenes. least it has Ken Watanabe. Yes, and he gets yes. to say, Gojira. 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 <laughs> I also really like that they have like the origin in 1954. Yeah, that's, that's nice. I mean, that's very common for Godzilla reboots. 
Um, like, literally every Godzilla reboot is like, we discovered this monster in 1954. Mm-hmm. The well, only one that didn't do that, Shin Godzilla. Really? Yeah. You're kidding. Shin Godzilla is an entirely new origin, doesn't reference the 54 movie at all. Huh. Yep. I would not have expected that. That's, that's, okay. Interesting note. Did Wait, now, I gotta ask, because... I know you guys have probably seen it, but uh, did you did uh, the Roland Emmerich movie to, like make reference to that year at all, or was it really just its own fucking? I think stupid it really thing? was just its own stupid thing. Because <laughs> in that one, Godzilla was like by French tests, French nuclear tests, because they were being all pro-America, and you can't, you know, have Americans be responsible for Godzilla. Uh. It was so stupid. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's why the French Secret Service people were involved in that movie. I really do like some of these shots. Oh, here it is. To be fair, yeah. Uh, where the French still decided to continuously do their nuclear test was like the most French move ever. Such a dick move. Hey, where was it again? Fiji? Yeah, that's right. It's like, hey, where are we going to test our nukes? Oh, you know, a place people want to go on vacation to dick yeah. <laughs> like of course that's what the french did oh and and also in the in the Emmerich movie godzilla was a mutated like iguana-like creature a prehistoric iguana-like creature that was like on a lost world kind of situation just throwing that out there and and uh, although unfortunately i think that was like one of the few notes that roland emmerich took because yeah. zilla looks like a horrible, horrible iguana. Yeah. Actually, to be honest, and this is blasphemy, and I know people <laughs> are going to hate me for this. As its own monster, Zilla is a pretty cool design. If it was in anything else. Right. Literally as its own monster. Else. Which reminds me, as we're going through this exposition scene, I might as well mention this because I totally forgot to. Zilla was killed in... Um, Godzilla Final Wars in yeah. 2004 yep. in a fight that lasted all of two seconds. Yep. Because <laughs> they were that mad. <laughs> and uh, the big bad of the movie who set the monsters against the humans had the line, uh, I knew that tuna head wasn't up to much. <laughs> so on, so cathartically on the nose. I love it. Got him. <laughs> oh, even better. What's up? There's a, a song by an American rock band playing in the background of that. And that song is an anti-consumerist and uh, uh, environmentalist music song track thing. Nerd! So, like, they were, they were up you to consumer, up fuck you to consumerism, fuck you to America, fuck you to this Godzilla. I mean, we All did kind of... All in one two-second scene. We, we, we did kind of earn it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll uh, I'll put a link uh, for the in the description for a YouTube clip of that just for you guys at home because I know y'all want y'all like that. Do, do you guys <laughs> all like that? When I put links in the description for stupid bullshit extras, I really hope so. Nature's awakening. We believe that power. Push Fuck yeah. yeah! To be honest, love the lore. Love MonsterVerse lore. Such yeah. good shit. It's, it's pretty good. Yeah. You know, again, I'm glad they stuck with the Akira Ifukube theme for the sequels, but I do still think that this score is pretty good. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. I'm glad they went back to the Akira Fukube score for the sequels. Well, that's well, they, they still kind of have it a little bit here. Again, kind of. Like, they're trying to remind you of it, but it's just not the same. They, they don't fully embrace it. Exactly. Yeah. It feels like they're teasing me. Also, speaking of tease, do you notice that uh, uh, his wife, Elizabeth Olsen, constantly has the fucking news on? <laughs> Well, you know, how else are we going to get that exciting monster action footage if we don't show it on the news in the background? There's got to be some more interesting way to show yeah, these things. Yeah, I don't know what he was thinking with that. No, on it, really, I think like, that's just the script. That's just well, script and Hollywood, you know. Well, here's the thing. You can do the Jaws thing and cut away. But the problem is, is when you have an exciting action scene happening in the background of your shot. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's yeah. stupid. That's really that's annoying. That's bad filmmaking. <laughs> and we'll we'll get to that point when we get there and I'll point it out when we get there but like you don't want something more exciting than the subject of your shot happening in the background that's yes. bad filmmaking well uh, unless you are making a comedy like, like that yeah, works in definitely comedy definitely not a comedy exactly exactly it, it, I, I will admit you're right it did totally that was the one time where it really fucking worked was in Shaun of the Dead yep <laughs> Shot of the Dead, it also, oh, kinda, there, it also works in uh, the opening to uh, Guardians 2. You just have him dancing while the fight's going on behind him. Oh, yeah. It's just yeah, like, absolutely. it works. It works. That works. <laughs> okay, here's another part of this movie that I know a lot of people are kind of pissed. And, I, and, and in retrospect, I am too. What exactly about this don't you like? Well, it's just that uh, our protagonist spends more time trying to save this kid than his own wife and son. And daughter. <sighs> or daughter, whatever. His own wife and child. He spends more time with this kid than his own wife and kid. Like, come on. <laughs> I mean, I guess I just like seeing him show some kind of actual emotion. <laughs> oh. That and, that and also giving him an excuse to be the world's greatest monster magnet. <laughs> I know, right? Like, he is in, in the middle of every fucking monster attack in this movie. The unluckiest road trip. That's what this movie should have <laughs> Oh, man. If we had gone with that kind of a concept, this would have been a tonally way better, different movie. Oh, my, okay, oh so my gosh. I have you two know ways what? to fix this movie. Yeah, like, seriously. Brian why? Cranston government conspiracy and wacky road trip. <laughs> yeah, like, seriously. Do this planes, trains, and automobile style. I like the shot of the iguana, though. Yeah, really cool. I think that also might be an intentional reference to the 98 movie. Oh, boy. Because <laughs> I can't think of any... Because I think that's the exact same species of iguana it shows in the opening credits of the 98 movie. Uh, I'd have to rewatch the 98 movie to be sure. But. You, you know, apparently I was doing Do some you, reading... Does anyone? Beat, I, I actually did some... I'm pretty sure that's like a studio note thing. Yeah. Because um, apparently... The 98 version did way better. Oh, yeah. Uh, internationally, because most people are find monster movies Honestly, really obscure or they're just in bad taste. Yeah. Uh, and they really liked the Roland Emmerich movie, and they thought that was the original Godzilla. And when they thought saw this movie, they thought it was a remake of Roland Emmerich's movie and not the original yeah. from 54. And they hated this. Yeah. And I think the reason why they put those in there is because they anticipated the kind of money returns that internationally it did right that they put those little references to roland emmerich's version in there just so that they could appease their international audience so 
I, I feel like I should just throw this out here. It's pandering. We're we're just under an hour, possibly about an hour into the movie. Yeah. We've not seen Godzilla. We've not heard of Godzilla. We don't know Godzilla is a thing. No, no, no. We have and heard of him. No, we, we haven't. Yes. There's been no mention of... Okay. There was that exposition scene. Yes. But we don't know Godzilla will factor into the narrative at all up to, the, up to this point. Yes, you he's, are correct. He's but they have mentioned it be... and showed the fins in a picture. Right. And it's still fine. And I also want to throw this out that... In the 1954 movie, which was constantly referenced when people are talking about what this movie was trying to do, that's trying to be the 19 a remake of the 1954 movie, basically. Um, what everyone was saying is like, you know, we're going to hold back Godzilla like they did in the 1954 movie. You hear about Godzilla, you see evidence of Godzilla interacting with things yep. within the first 20 minutes of the 1954 movie. Yep. And that's one of the things that's most infuriating about this. Now, granted, we are about to see Godzilla, so it's not going to be that much longer. I did like this shot, though. And it is genuinely... That. The with, whole, yeah. This whole sequence is great. The, 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 I love the shot with the helicopters and how quiet things feel right now. Oh yeah, this like, whole sequence is fucking great. And the uh, we got the Black Ops agents going on helicopters. Not Man, so much a fan of that, but whatever. But can you imagine being on vacation in Hawaii and seeing that? Like, ooh, that's kind of that's ominous. Well, at that point, if you're on vacation, you go and order. Like the most quality booze that they have that you enjoy, because you just accept the fact that you might be kissing your ass goodbye. <laughs> just another shot of rum, please. <laughs> you know what? What if they didn't have that exposition scene in this movie, and oh, Godzilla just... just showed up halfway through, and then did the exposition? Exactly. Afterwards? That would have been an interesting choice. Not that would have been an interesting. I mean, it would rely on this movie not being called Godzilla for it to really work. Yeah. But, and of course, they're not going to put Godzilla in a movie and have it not be Godzilla. That would have been an interesting but, change format. I don't know if it would make it better, but it would definitely yeah. be a, an inter more interesting choice. Oh, shit. Yeah, seriously, the EMP stuff, I really like how they it utilized It was a good this. choice. And it's definitely better utilized than it was in Pacific Rim. Yeah. <laughs> Pacific Rim, it was just like an obstacle. And this, it's like a recurring thing. In all fairness, though, Pacific Rim, we can all agree, is the better movie. Oh, unquestionably. <laughs> unquestionably. Um, Pacific Rim is fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you can actually see what's going on for most of the <laughs> you have You literally have to be in a dark theater to, yeah. to appreciate this. Um, I do like this shot, though. With okay, the little girl. So, a repeated shot throughout the entirety of the Godzilla franchise is Godzilla emerging from the water, and you see the, a mound of water swell. As, as he's displacing it all, as he's standing up. This is the only Godzilla movie I, I've seen where they treat Godzilla's approach as an actual tsunami as makes sense physically. Yeah. Which is fucking cool. Yeah. Um, it's that... It's the... Dr when you build up the dread of Godzilla without seeing him, yeah. it's more... That's what he's... That's what he, he... Okay, so that's what was missing from this movie. I don't... I like the Jaws approach... But the fact is, we don't have that presence. No, we don't. Yeah, and that's just it. Here, like, here, we're getting right. But yes. again, that's what Jaws does well. From the very opening, you know there's this damn thing out there. Oh shit! Yeah, but you, you see that water swelling at the bottom of the frame. That is yep. exactly quoting how Godzilla emerges in these old Japanese movies. You get this mound of water that, and then splashes down. Now, this is a cool shot where it goes Fucking underneath. awesome. That's yeah. cool. That's fucking cool. It's good scale. It's good, you know. Ah, it's great. 
and then we got the battleships just being tossed yeah. around. Oh, that poor dog. Oh, yeah. Wait, is this a Boomer Will Live moment? Yes. <laughs> okay. See, the, yeah, the leash is gone. Okay. The leash is We're gone. Good. <laughs> We're, We're good. good. Run, Boomer, run! This is such a Roland Emmerich shot, though. You have to admit. Yes, it is. <laughs> it really is. Dog running from oncoming disaster. Along with all these other people. Uh, also, so they're all good. dead. They should oh, all be yeah, dead no, now. All Bye. Dead. Goodbye. All no, fine. you're all dead. No, fuck it. See, this is the exact same <laughs> thing we talked about in uh, Day After Tomorrow. <laughs> right. Like that tidal wave that wipes out men. No, you're all dead. Bye. Well, see, they are dead now. I mean, also that yeah. glass. No. Oh, yeah. no. There's no. no way that glass holds up. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, we visited the Grand Hotel in uh, in Hawaii. Zero stars. It was flooded when we got there. <laughs> <laughs> This has got to be the shittiest vacation, man. And people have probably been saving. Oh, here's the shot. This is the shot that freaked me out in IMAX. Quiet. And then the entire frame. Yo. Yo. Damn! So fucking good. Although it was a little bit ruined by that crowd so reaction it was, sound. That is such a library sound. Yeah. Like, come on. They clearly just didn't have uh, a moment to get a better... A better take. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, it wouldn't be a take, because so that's obviously, you know, tossed in from a library. Well, but. you know, it's 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 uh, an editing thing. Yeah. Like, oh, we got to get the movie out now. we got to get it out. Uh, just throw the thing in there. Boom, it's done. All right, let's move on. <laughs> but the buildup... That is some monster porn right yeah, there. Yeah, the only problem is is that we don't see any more of it right now. <laughs> like, Oh, this reel is cool. Yeah. Watch this. Like, where the, but, the track lights up. Yeah. And then we see the thing, and boom. Yep, that is cool. That's cool. That's actually legit cool. Especially that it's right over the track and the train is heading immediately into that vicinity. Also, I'm surprised Universal hasn't done this yet. What's for that? their theme parks. Right? A tram ride with a monster attack. Dude, come on. That's so Universal easy. has Kong. Right? Has King Kong. They could easily make a monorail ride that's a darkroom ride where Godzilla, or not Godzilla, where Kong attacks the fucking tram. Especially after Godzilla versus Kong. Like, I know, right? That lent itself to that one shit. of those 4D experiences. I know. When I was seeing the, their freaking, uh, I forget what they were called. It was something stupid. The, the acronym for the Hollow Earth vehicles. Right, yeah. Um, I could see that, you know, strap into your Hollow Earth vehicle. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, the We're 3D, going to the center of the Earth. And then the um, three screens slide up. And... Wow, okay, that just happened. Oh, what did? I, was I just noticed they went from showing a single train car stop to having a whole train of cars with just one hanging off the edge. Oh, okay, that's weird. Now, this part is really cool, where it just... This is a GTA moment, where you yeah. blow up one car, and then it's in the immediate vicinity of another, so that one has to blow and up. And this... This is, is cool. Yeah, this is the Godzilla moment for this Ready? movie. Boom. Yes, bitch. Oh, my God. I didn't yeah. realize that before. That's that's the that's the same stomp sound effect from the 54 movie. No, that is identical. No, that is the stomp sound effect from the opening credits of the 54 movie. He's going to do the thing. 
It would have been cool if they used the original roar too, but I guess I can't complain too much. What, Dude, well, the new actually, roar is fucking cool. But what is nice is that they were were sent the recordings, the original recordings of the original right. roar to update they, and adjust. Yeah, they so, did a good job with the new roar. I'm not complaining yeah. about that. It's just. See, this is this is a, oh, this is so annoying, this is right? So <laughs> this is so stupid. Even a, even a guy like me who actually is kind of in the camp of like, I no, I actually really think the Jaws approach is bold. No, I'm sorry. When you show it on the news like this, it's actually really frustrating and annoying. <laughs> For the most part, I really enjoy the restraint and I enjoy the approach that we don't get to see Godzilla for an hour into the movie. Dude, like, if you're going to do that, don't show it on the movie. Like, just have, you know, like, him make a phone call or something. Just anything. Yeah. Just, no, no. Don't be a fucking tease like that. It's really frustrating. And once again, seriously, he spends more time with this fucking kid than his wife and, uh, and with, with his own kid and his wife. Yeah. And uh, you also have one job, dude. You're supposed to keep him at his your side, and but I guess it's okay. Cause, yeah, because the parents are there. Yeah. You see, though, this is supposed to heighten his own disconnection with his own family. <laughs> oh, it's and not, I'm sorry, I can't care. It's not cheap at all, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Also, you really gotta love the fact that he just jumps right back into the army instead of going straight home. What a dick. <laughs> this is a cool shot, though. Yeah, and again, like, of course, that's how the army works. We have a, now, ran this is we have a random guy of, just... I mean, why wouldn't the Navy want this imagery on hand for their marketing? Right here. The... No, it's not there. You're, you're imagining it. <laughs> okay. Okay, fanboy. <laughs> You're imagining it. He's going to head straight for the same goddamn uh, U.S. monument that's been destroyed for fucking the umpteenth time <laughs> in movies. Seriously. Oh, yeah, the, it's an iconic the core, we We've seen it in The Core, X-Men 3, uh, Planet of the Apes, and... Even just last year before this, Pacific Rim. Mm -hmm. Like, how many times do we need to see the Golden Gate get Yeah, blown come up? on. Like, Go destroy the needle. Like, th yes! <laughs> yes! Well, Dude, that would be so much more visually Men interesting. Men in Black did that. Did, did they? No, because the, the, it, it was the applying saucer the bug was going to escape on. No, that was the, 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 in the World's Fair. Oh, right. Fuck, you're right. That, no, dude, that, no. those movies are in New York, man. That's I haven't seen coast. Men in Black in years. Oh, I Hell, watched but, it recently. I mean, I, rea I, I realize... reference the Space Needle. The Space Needle is also a spaceship. Okay. Well, I mean, whatever. I realize we're doing, you know, the coast two. here, but, like, if you did something like St. Louis Arch, like, there are other monuments to kill. Yeah, dude, but it, the reason why they never do it is because tax incentives for location shooting right that's what, yeah. that's what it comes down to man and what can we really destroy in georgia <laughs> although i will say this haven't seen a whole lot of monster movies attack las vegas that is true so i'm um, okay with this weirdly enough resident evil 3 <coughs> that's right <laughs> i mean yeah honestly though one of the best action scenes in the entire franchise 
But this isn't about Resident Evil. I'll fanboy about that. <laughs> I, I did like the uh, the Con Air plane crash into Las Vegas. Oh, I, yeah. I haven't seen Con Air in a long time. Yeah, it's been a long time. I have it on VHS. It. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's one of those solid movies at the time where, like, Nicolas Cage was doing action movies and actually, like, quite well. <laughs> it's, like, it's like that movie, The Rock and Face Off. Yeah. All right, not gonna lie, this this shot is very reminiscent of Close Encounters. Oh, I but see I it, dig yeah. it. Yeah, I actually like they all turn at the same time. Yeah, and the the the, the white light. No, yeah, this is like pure Spielberg. But I I actually kind of dig it. No, I really I, do. Yeah, I, I mean, Spielberg knows what's wor- what works. So. Yeah, and this Anyone, shot is really cool yeah. with where the camera pans over and you see the thing walking away. Like this is actually really cool, especially when you see it through the the goggles, like. That's actually yeah, like, holy up. fuck. <laughs> All right, this is actually the one time where the news thing works for me. This is really funny, actually, for me. Everyone's just, like, gambling away. Terror in Las Vegas. No one's looking at it. And then it clicks off. And then, boom. Like, See, that actually works for me. Yeah. And, and honestly, you know, really watching this movie again... Anyone who says there isn't enough action in this movie is... is They're high. Yeah. There's, <laughs> there's a lot of action in this movie. The only problem is, is what people perceive as a lack of action is really a lack of impact. Um, because, you know, we're here to see Godzilla. Godzilla's the monster we care about. And right. he's not relevant to the story for the vast majority of it. I gotta really say, I'm really digging the wide vistas oh, of absolutely. the aftermath. Like, that's some pretty good shit. The aftermath is good. I just wish I could see a little more of it in progress. <laughs> um, or, or he- like, I, I don't even need to see much of it in progress, but the build and the aftermath okay, you know need what? to be devastating. The, 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 that shot of the Muno, like, knocking down the, the, the small Eiffel Tower. Eiffel Tower, that was really cool. I wish I could have seen that in color. <laughs> I wish I could see this in color, Oh, too. so you want you want Ted Turner to come in with his Crayolas? <laughs> like Orson Welles? <laughs> Oh my god, um, I wish I had told this story before, but there's there's a colorized version of the original Godzilla. Oh, it's, is there? It's too complex what? to get into. Too complex to get into, but here's the cliff notes. Um, Italian guy, crazy, um, <laughs> in the 70s, wanted to introduce Godzilla to Italians. They wouldn't play a black and white movie. He tinted large portions of it. Movie looks like it's on acid. What? <laughs> what? Oh, uh, only redeeming factor of the movie, score by Goblin. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Man, what a weird choice. Good choice. Because it was a 77 release. Yeah, I know, but still very strange. <laughs> I'll make sure to, to, to pull up the, the theme after we're done here. Cause it's Absolutely. Because really it's a goblin yeah. theme for Godzilla. Um. Oh, and uh, Google keyword for those interested in learning more. Cozilla. Cozilla? Yeah, because it was Luigi Cozy. Yeah. Oh, okay, I got you. It's not the right for time for the line yet, is it? No, not quite. We're introduced to the concept, so we just can, can, we're, we're, he because let's be honest, Ken, as good as Ken Watanabe is, uh, uh, consistently through this, mm-hmm. he really did get come here just to say that one cool. Line. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, Ken Watanabe is much better in King of the Monsters. Yes, yes. Because he actually has an arc and a, a role to play in the story beyond spouting exposition. And staring dramatically. Yes. And, and to be fair, <laughs> I... 
I do enjoy yeah. more of, you know, if they're going to have the humans there, give them an arc that is relevant to the monsters. Please. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Although I do like this little touch with the watch that it stopped ticking. Yes. Uh, for Hiroshima. And and you'll notice, uh, they 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 took that great concept and is like we're going to make the big that part of the big payoff for his character in Kingdom of the Monsters. Yes. Which yes. I love to death. Yes. Um, I also really love the casting for uh, David uh, uh, Strathairn. I think I'm saying that right. Uh, he was in uh, several other movies okay. like The Bourne uh, Ultimatum and whatnot. But I really like his casting here. Um, and, and I think they actually cast him because uh, he played Oppenheimer in a TV series. Oh, that's that's a clever reference. Yeah. Yeah, because they're definitely leaning into the whole nuclear thing. Well, I mean, Not as quite you, as hard as they could, well, if you're, they you guys remember that amazing... <laughs> comic-con tra teaser trailer that they dropped in like 2012 like two years before this came out uh they actually had oppenheimer uh, right yeah uh doing the narration yeah of it and it was like chilling because you know you, and now i take i see the god vishnu as he takes on his multi-arm form now i become death the destroyer of worlds so, so cool. Good, yeah. So cool. And there's the nuke. And seriously, dude, go home. Yeah. Go home. But <laughs> I have duty to to my country. You know what? I think that was written no, to the script. Yeah. Maybe that was written to the script just so that they get the military assets. I guarantee you that was it. Um, because it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't really. But it does make sense when you when you know the the production's like we really want assets from the military for this right. movie, <laughs> like we really want it badly. Yeah. <sighs> I well, mean, I mean, when you when you're doing a Godzilla movie, you need to have Godzilla confront the military in some respect. Yes. Um, it's just it, it it needs to happen. So you need that. You either need to spend a lot of money recreating that hardware, or you insert something like this and. And get their a the access directly. Exactly. So it's a compromise. Yeah. I mean, like, really, what is the absolute most important? And I can understand why, from, like, a studio perspective, that you want that kind of production value to be. Because, mm -hmm. you know, you're selling this to, right. to a massive audience. So you kind of need that. And it, once again, the news is all. I know. They oh, are so obsessed with yeah. the news. That is an interesting thing going on on that screen here. But. It's not the focus of the frame. It's so it's like literally every scene with Elizabeth Olsen's character, there's got to be some kind of fucking news feed going on somewhere. <laughs> and this is the point where he should have said, get out of the, the city. There are <laughs> monsters coming. Don't stay there and I'll pick you up. No, run like fucking hell. Go inland, man. T like get on a first flight to Chicago or somewhere anywhere just stay away from the coast you are man. not a good husband <laughs> no. no this was horribly written horribly yeah. written like it's performed well like as a matter of fact liz olsen totally makes up for that yeah. one take this like, is working like she's good here that one take where she's like damn it like oh what yeah. I, I i guarantee you like she'll be like watching this movie uh, like now this year, this movie and just, just be like, really, what the hell? This movie just really needed a good script, Doctor. It did, but I understand. I also probably really understand that there were a lot of hurdles just to get here, right? 
My first, honestly, my first script note would be cut the mudos. Just focus on Godzilla. Yeah. Like Godzilla's the one who's yeah. who's uh, tearing ass up and whatnot. Cut the mudos. Um, that would be the first thing I'd do. I think the part of the thought process, and maybe this feeds into the whole Gareth Edwards actually being a Godzilla fan, but every reboot of Godzilla, without fail, has Godzilla um, on his own, not fighting another monster. Okay, so now this, this is some good shots. Oh, yeah. Dude, yep. this this is amazing B-roll for any disaster movie. Yeah. My God, look at this. That is fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, gorgeous. Fucking yes. So every, um, every Godzilla movie that's been a reboot always has Godzilla on his own, never fighting another monster. So I can see Gareth Edwards being like, what a way to stand out. Let's get him fighting right off the bat. Also, they, but I, I feel like they need a little here bit Here we are again. Conflict. Good action stuff happening in the background on a screen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> I, what's going on back there that's far more interesting than these people talking? Yeah. <sighs> it's like, it's not that this is a bad scene. That is not what you should have in the background. It's too busy. My eye wants to go there. Yeah, yeah. It wants to hang out in if, that, if it, that fun area. If it was just like a, a feed of Godzilla swimming next to the... The destroyers. Yeah, that would work. That would work. No, that no. would work. You know, it's they're still keeping an eye on him, but we don't have this very busy handheld footage that's drawing your eye in the middle of the screen. I know. It is, it is framed its center. I don't know what they were thinking with that. That's not a script problem. Um, that's and, a post-production and, and, and can problem, we talk about actually. the fact that they're just like, yeah, we're going to nuke San Francisco. Oh, yeah. Why? Oh, my God. God damn. And they don't have an evacuation plan at all? <laughs> like, come on. Come on. <sighs> oh my god. I, I won't say this because it's kind of spoilery for, for uh, Shin Godzilla, but this reminded me of a, a major issue in Shin Godzilla. <laughs> this I thought was actually kind of cool. Like, they actually swap it out for clockwork. That is genuinely neat. Um, once again, I think kind of possibly a reference to pacific rim well gypsy dangers analog oh yeah that's right well gypsy she's analog i think it was an australian person who was saying that i i believe it was her canson maybe seriously dude you are a why are you on this train? Don't you know you are a fucking magnet for these monsters? <laughs> Maybe he has the orca in his back pocket the whole he time. He probably does. <laughs> the, oh. If you watch this movie on mute and you saw the other ones, you probably think that too. <laughs> Maybe Brian Cranston has monster scent on him. <laughs> and he passed that to his oh son. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Also, I think the uh, the train is also very evocative of Spielberg as well here. Like, because uh, you know how J.J. Uh, Abrams was getting that very classic uh, 80s uh, Spielberg vibe with Super 8? Yeah, this is I'm kind of seeing yeah. it here, too. All right, I, I want to point something out right now. Like, we are an hour and 15 minutes into this movie. We've yeah. got 45 minutes to go. And, like, I am... While there are moments I enjoy, I'm 100% at this point, like, this is, like, reaching peak frustration, like, Godzilla, please. Yeah, might I remind you guys, Godzilla's still not important in the narrative right now. Yeah. He's it's, just with the military. The, the Mudo is the real focus here. Right. 
Yeah, and, and you're just like, like I don't care anymore. I don't care about your train. I don't care about your kids. I want Godzilla. Yeah, and you can have a, a movie driven by the monsters like Mudos and have the same plot, but the problem is you need to make those monsters interesting, and the Mudos just aren't. Nope. No. They're just giant bugs. Bugs! Um, Bugs! <laughs> it would just cut to the uh, <laughs> thing from uh, Starship Troopers. Yeah. Oh, actually, that would be an amazing crossover. <laughs> Have the Starship Troopers try. Actually, you know what? The Star. Well, hmm. Actually, you know what? That would be a really interesting <laughs> face off. Starship Troopers versus the Godzilla Titans. You know, uh, you, you remind me, actually. Oh, and this is, this is actually quoted from War of the Worlds. Yeah. Uh, the Spielberg War of the Worlds where the bodies are going down the. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's totally visually quoted from War of the Worlds. Yeah. And I don't doubt that uh, Gareth Edwards is a fan of Spielberg's War of the Worlds. Yeah, yeah. Because this is, like, nearly the same movie. There is so much in this movie that just is overemphasizing how much he likes Spielberg. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But uh, you're mentioning, uh, like, the, the Starship Troopers fighting Godzilla. There's actually a Godzilla comic about a mercenary team put together with all personal grudges against kaiju, and they hunt and trap kaiju. Didn't they kind of do, like, hint at that for uh, uh, the legendary King of the Monsters movie? I mean, I don't think there was anything specifically like that. But Maybe they could, because uh, what's his name? Uh, Lannister. From, from oh, yeah, no. Like yeah, no his mean, his yeah. little organization, that yeah. should be it. No, totally. <laughs> I, I do think that the best way to do an American, this truly cool. American. Oh, this is cool. This this is a really cool shot. Um, yeah. Like, for, yeah, we keep shitting on the Mudos, but this is there's some genuine. The Mudos cool are shot. a good design. It's just they can't compete with, you know, the, the other. iconography. You're yeah. right. I do like the the, and sound, the sound design too. is really good. Yeah. yeah, it's really good. Like it really sounds like what a a, a hundred and. Or a 200-tall cicada would sound like. In fact, you know, the sound design throughout the entire MonsterVerse is exemplary. Yes, it is. It really is. And like, it's especially good when you see it in... And like, love oh, it. That's really cool. Love it. Yeah. Because you don't hear anything about the fact that, that they're... they're Reproducing. Yeah. Also, incidentally, that's a plot ripped from the, 80, the 98 movie. Is it? Yep, because Godzilla went to New York in order to breed. So it's Godzilla trying to fuck. Well, actually, since Godzilla's a hermaphrodite in that movie, (laughs) he's just trying to lay a bunch of eggs. Or she, they, who knows. Whatever. Giant monsters don't have gender. It's it's still dumb. (laughs) Well, in this movie, technically they do. Just wow! One does need to. I, I just yeah. realized how much that physics would not have worked like that for the water. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no, he's yeah, dead. Yeah. Bye. Can well, we... not necessarily dead, but like with that something that heavy and powerful creating that suction right next to you, you're going deep. Yeah. I do not like to mention they... all the gear that he's got on. Yeah. I also like that they eat nuclear material. That's that's, that's yeah, that's actually a really cool. That's uh... that's good. That's good good godzilla stuff you know giant monsters should eat nuclear stuff dive 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 yeah oh that's that's some pretty love good it that's good i do i also appreciate that this movie didn't forget that godzilla is a is a uh, amphibious creature yes yeah yes 
Uh, and they, they again, they really went all out to try to get the physiology of them right. Yeah. It's also baffling. Quite frankly, I'm surprised that Japanese uh, filmmakers missed this for so long, that this is the first time that Godzilla's had gills. Y- yeah, uh, you're right. I, I mean, guess I guess because they were really trying to get it plausible. Yeah. Um, it's just not just happened... something that they've ever considered before this movie. Well, you know, they, so, they were a little bit more considered, uh, like, trying to if, focus on if, effects and shit. Like if that. he's waking up alive from this, shouldn't, like, <laughs> some of the other bodies we just saw littered around also be alive? Like, <laughs> yeah, but we need this to be PG-13 and not R. We can't, we gotta get the teenagers into this demographic. That's why. Movie bullshit, you guys. It gl- <sighs> It holds a lot of the movie together. But sometimes but should the, it, the sm- it should, should it though. <laughs> yeah, it really exactly. Cuz the smell can get overwhelming <laughs> if you use too much of it. <laughs> okay, seriously. Evacuation. That yeah, finally we get a, a, a now we're getting an evacuation. And seriously, she should have been gone. Yeah. Like but she's got a duty too. It's parallel. Oh, right? it's so it's just so lame. Like the the America the Americana propaganda that your job is more important, especially yeah. like in service in service to your country, like as yep. EMS or military. Like yes, those are noble jobs, but dude, seriously, giant motherfucking monsters are coming. It's also very stereotypically <laughs> gendered, but. Yeah, that is true too. Yeah. Man, oh man, how amazing would it have been if it was Elizabeth Olsen? Oh my god, she's so much more charismatic. It would have worked Dude, so much better. Dude, can you imagine oh, if wow. it, it was yeah. it was actually her like in Brian Cranston's daughter and he was the stay-at-home dad nurse? Yes. Like that. Oh thank god. Yeah. <laughs> There's oh. another way to fix the movie. Gender swap. <laughs> Man, or just actor swap, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like shit. I'm just coming up with the silliest way to put it. <laughs> oh my god, that movie would have been much more interesting. Yeah, nah, it would have been way better. I mean, I guarantee you, because pro- it's Hollywood and Hollywood's fucking garbage sometimes. Right. That there probably would have been some kind of sexist things, even if she was oh, yeah, in the lead role. Know. But still, that would have been. Really I am so more dynamically yeah, interesting. I, I completely agree, but I am also I'm gonna circle back here. I am really so tired of this. Like, I am a selfless worker because I'm in the medical field. Like, no, like I'm saving lives, but that's also my job. And when it's not, and when it's right. time to not be my job, and it's time for me to like save my own life, I'm saving when there my own are life. Fucking monsters right? on the way! Run! If somebody told me I had like two hours to get out of a nuclear zone. I'm out. Like, bye. Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't give a shit that, you know, this guy needs surgery. Bye. (laughs) Get him on a bus, too. For real. Okay, seriously, dude. After all this, after all this, he still goes through with everything. You know? I'm okay. I just had a train dropped on my head, but I'm okay. And now I'm going to go do a halo jump right back into the middle of the war. Right? Like... (laughs) God, what an idiot! Yeah, Hollywood is really just. There's some real Hollywood stank in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, this is what everyone wanted, right? A big Hollywood Godzilla movie. 
in all fairness, this is in that scenario. I think yeah. this actually does a fairly good job. I suppose. At that. I mean, look, because again, Hollywood. When you make Hollywood movies, yeah. there's gonna be that stank on it. Yeah. And you so, know, I, I'm also just I, I'm gonna be this guy. Like, I feel they take really stupid approaches to this stuff. Like, okay, we have a female, we have a problem, but it's destroyed all your stuff. Yeah. The simple solution right. is, like, stop trying to use projectiles. If you're losing all your stuff anyway, just start flying planes into the egg sack. Like, start flying jets into the egg sack so there's nothing to reproduce. There you go. <laughs> like. Not going to lie, though, this, this sequence here this with the, really the tanks cool. on the bridge, this is actually legit cool. And I also like that... Again, he's using the Spielberg method a little bit too coy, but I like the kids on the bus here and yeah. the reaction. Like, it's good. I mean, this was like one of the big money shots of the trailer, too. Oh, yeah, here it is. They all, yeah, that'll shut you up, you little bastards. <laughs> and, of course, you got to have the window wipe. Yeah. Good shit. Jurassic Park. Oh, my God. <laughs> it is. Right. Ah, it is. But still effective. Still works. Yeah. Yep. Although that that was cheap, that was, that was cheap. <laughs> but I do kind of appreciate the 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 you know if something that big just made a noise that big, it's going to disturb the local wildlife. You know, if they could have done that, but they didn't yeah. need to do a jump scare. They didn't need. To they do didn't a jump scare. need to do I, it. I agree. This shot is fucking cool, though. This is intimidating. Once again, you get that water swell. Yep. That that iconic Godzilla rising from the water water swell. But the the brace that's that's scary, because. <laughs> These dudes on these destroyers, like, Jesus Christ, that is intimidating. You also really, I also, did, again, really dig the sound design mm -hmm. where those moments of silence. I wish the silence would last just a second or two longer. Just to give you that, make it a little bit more uncomfortable, you know? Still works, though. Oh, that's cool. That That's cool. Godzilla. Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm with you, bro. Yeah. Just fuck this. I'm out. <laughs> Bye. And you know what? He even if he ran over a guy, he'd probably still be considered a hero if he got the kids off. Yeah. Off the, off yeah. The bridge. Oh, that. Yeah. If he got the kids off the bridge. Yep. But remember, this is a, a Pentagon-approved movie, so we right. can't we can't, can't have anyone getting hit by a bus. This is cool. The reflection. I know. That's good. Yay! We got the yell again. <laughs> it's only been a fucking hour and, and 20 minutes, but we and got it. this is it. the first time in the movie Godzilla's actually done something on screen. He's actually doing Godzilla stuff. Except he's kind of just manhandling the bridge a little bit. Well, he is... Uh, just kind of stroking the bridge. Well, <laughs> well, you know, he is getting peppered by some pretty heavy ordnance. <laughs> and it's probably very annoying. That's cool, though. That is, yeah, That's that, cool. that shot was a big That's trailer cool. shot. Oh, yeah. Although, the just to be fair, like, as soon as he went through the bridge, yeah, that school bus and all and those kids, they're all gone. gone. From the movie for another yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and he's gone. You're right. <laughs> and he's gone. <laughs> you know, I, I hate to be this guy, but that's actually something I appreciate with a lot more international films. 
they're not quite so squeamish with like we can't have a kid die on screen right yeah it's like it's a disaster movie everyone's going to die like <laughs> uh, what was it you said in uh, um our speed commentary more collateral damage damn it yes <laughs> it raises the stakes That's actually really cool. And, and this right here, it, when you look at, you know, that wide shot of the traffic, remember, if you are actually a disaster prepper, you best have and know how to use a dirt bike. Yeah. Or just a regular bike. That was cool. That was really cool. Just the cool. silence, yeah. the parachute, and then the plane crashing in. But, man, that's got to be – that's some bold shit, just having a plane crash into a building. Yeah. Damn, man. It's the Y2K bug. <laughs> it's a cheap joke, but worth it. Yes, because of your 50 caliber machine gun's going to do anything against whatever's causing jets to fall out of the sky. Oh, that's such a cool that shot. That was really cool. And I'm glad we got to see it from the soldier's point of view and just like, dude, why are you even firing? Why? Just jump. You're probably not going to make it, but you got a chance. Also, again, I really like how they animate them. Yeah, they they move like animals. Yes, because as even though the design isn't quite as iconic or it's not very memorable, the sound design, the animation, and for the most like this shot is like poorly rendered, but yeah. for the most part, it's actually pretty rendered well. Yeah. All right, I'm going to throw something out here. How much more hilarious would it have been had Godzilla showed up and started fighting while they were in the middle of copulating? <laughs> <laughs> that would have been great. Just And in a wide shot, too. <laughs> and this is my favorite gag from the sequel, you know, that they that they, they referenced the, the mating in the sequel. They're here to pork. <laughs> it's the... The blurring of the genitals in <laughs> King of the Monsters is probably, like, my favorite gag. Although, the, you know, uh, I don't know if you guys read up on this, but apparently they were originally supposed to have uh, Godzilla emerge from, like, a thing of ice. Like, he was trapped in ice for a long time. That's and, precedent uh, for that. Well, they had that, yeah. but they watched Man of Steel, which came out oh, right before, okay. and they yeah. changed it up. But there is another huge Man of Steel uh, similarity with this movie that I find. Yeah. Superman destroys like a shitload of property damage yeah. and become uh, and uh, becomes a hero in in oh, the yeah. universe's eyes. And the reason why he destroys like half the city is because an invasive species wants to repopulate. Yeah. No, you're right. <laughs> Although, in all fairness, like, it's it's really funny, because I think even How It Should Have Ended did something like that. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, Godzilla has been the savior of us all and is the king yeah. of the monsters, even though he destroyed half the city. God. And Superman sees that, and he's like, wait, what? Flies over there, and he's like, oh, okay, so you guys, when Godzilla destroys half the city, he becomes a hero. But when I do it, everyone gets all judgmental. I see what's going on. <laughs> uh, I'll have something to say about Godzilla's portrayal as a hero in this movie. When What's we that? Get there. Uh, when we get there, it'll be it'll be a lot 
more more punchy. When okay. I, when I said at that point. <laughs> so. Is that was that, was that a a computer rebooting in the background? I could have sworn that was like a, a, a BIOS oh. setup screen. Anyway. Yes, because they just, let's just keep letting this guy who shouldn't be here in the first place join every mission. Sure. Go go home, dude. Go fucking home. Because, you know, the military just disregards their own policies left, right, and center for one dude. Oh, yeah, uh, absolutely. He should be court-martialed, to be he honest. He should be. Yeah, just booting up a computer in the background? I guess. No, actually, that does track because of the uh, the, EMP. the EMP. You're right. Okay. Yeah. Point to the movie. Yep. You got me. No. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> no. No, it isn't. <laughs> okay. It's it, it's it's a little better, but it's not good. <laughs> oh, hey, here it is. Here it is. This is oh, 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 yeah. We got <laughs> Where Ken Watanabe is here to say one cool line. <laughs> and it, and also, let's be honest. This is the line that basically sets up the entire monster verse for for uh, uh, legendary. Yeah! <laughs> yeah! Yeah! Good the arrogance shit. of man is thinking nature is under our control. Let them fight. Oh, fuck yeah. So good, you guys. And seriously, it was times like this when I was watching the movie the first time. I'm like, are you sure you're not just doing Mothra? I feel like you're just doing Mothra here. Yeah, I, again, it's closer to Rodan. But holy fuck. That was cool. Yeah. And it's too bad that I... all this cool setup is just cut away. Which, again, I still weirdly support. I still do. It's a bold choice. And he's gone. <laughs> and he's gone. For another ten minutes. Is that, is that like another, uh, is that like a, a catchphrase that's going to be for this movie? And yeah, he's gone. gone. <laughs> Brian Cranston, and he's, he's gone. gone. I will. I, I will give the, props the to this movie for actually movies. filming people skydiving. Yeah, yeah. No, this is cool. The, the fact that they actually went out and had uh, real skydivers actually do it in camera, like this is yeah. actually really cool. This is really cool. It's one of the biggest cool set piece moments of the movie. And you see why that was like not, like half the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of wish they didn't still use the 2001 music. Oh, uh, Legetti music? Yeah, it just takes me out of the moment and just reminds me it's a movie. You know? I think. Well, you know what? Apparently, Gareth Edwards, while he was editing this, uh, just had this playing on his iPod. Yeah. Uh, you know, clearly, it's like he had the soundtrack for 2001 playing. Right. Um, but he's like, ooh, that actually works. Can we put that in the tenth? And he's like, "Ooh, that really works." And you know what? Watching it in the trailer, I'm like, "Ooh, that's really awesome." Actually, it, it does work, and it's a good decision. It's just, it's too iconic, and it just makes me think of 2001. Okay, I'm kind of here for it, to yeah. be honest. I really like it. But dude, the the I also love the the red visual. The oh yeah, no, like, that's cool. I mean, literally, I think most of the actual creativity and, and, and quality of this movie went to this sequence. <laughs> the vast majority of it. Um, Especially uh, this, this upcoming wide shot where they come through the clouds. Mm -hmm. That part's, like, 
it's amazing. It's the closest this movie gets to that mythic gravitas of King of the Monsters, which is missing from most of the rest of the MonsterVerse. Oh, shit, here. Yeah, right you, you know what I really want to see now? Good. Yes. Fuck yeah. Uh, I, it's like, uh, yeah, sorry, what was your So I, was, I really, like, I want to see somebody hire, like, somebody with an Orson Welles type voice to do a comedic narration over this entire movie. Just, like, turn it <laughs> funny by just pointing out all the stupid shit and narrate it in, like, a very goofy way. Uh, get Mar- Maurice LaMarche on that. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, that, that scene of them dropping through the clouds—it's like Michael Doherty saw that one scene. Is like I'm gonna make all the, of the King entire of the movie look like that, like that. <laughs> and it works. And it works so well. We'll definitely get there, and I will be fan fangasming all over the place. <laughs> It'll be wonderful. But this is the b- point in the movie where, like, I think even in the theater, I'm like, wow, man, they really went like dark. Like, yeah. can y'all turn off the brightness just a little bit? <laughs> yeah. Like, I first noticed it with the train scene where I was just like, this is almost unwatchable. Yeah. yeah. I, I really wish that they'd stop doing that. Yeah. I really do. Because there are ways you can photograph it without it being, like, overly shadowy. Yeah. You just have, as long as you have those deep blacks in certain parts of the screen. Yeah. You, you can, can still get away with that yeah. kind of imagery. You can light the rest of the shit however you want. Mm-hmm. Just make sure you don't have any harsh shadows. Oh, dude, check it out. Like... That's that's straight up aliens. Yep. Oh yeah, no, you're straight right. Straight up. Like they're not even trying to hide that. <laughs> Game over, man. Game over. <laughs> it's a bug hunt. It is it is a bug hunt. <laughs> it totally is. With a bunch of marines. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> I'm <laughs> glad they didn't, didn't toss that line in. <laughs> yeah. That would have been cheesy as fuck. I I kind if they had done it just right, it could have worked. Maybe they did actually do it. It just wound up on the yeah, cutting room floor. Probably. And they're like, eh, too, too on the too nose. Much. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I, I just, I don't, I don't see that going. <laughs> <laughs> and it's San Francisco, so of course you must reference Chinatown. Well, you got to have that dragon imagery. Yeah, well, duh. And that actually, I just realized that dragon arch mm-hmm. that shows up a lot. They yeah. really get their money's worth yeah. in this. <laughs> oh, is he hawking up a baby? Oh, shitting out some eggs. Just vomiting oh, up that fetus. This is actually really cool. This is one so. of the best jobs in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so good. Yeah. <laughs> With the lightning. Oh, fuck. Yeah. That was the other. That's the other big trailer shot. Man, they really went all out with that updated roar. Yeah. Did you hear about all the technicalities that they did to to update it and whatnot? I I haven't really looked that deep into it. Apparently, they actually uh, once they figured out that they finally got it down. Yeah. They wanted to record it, uh, the acoustics exactly yeah so they rented out this uh uh stadium in burbank california and they had a stage where they had recently toured with the rolling stones and they had these giant uh speakers like a thousand a hundred thousand watt and he's speakers. gone <laughs> and they and they played it as an experiment oh that's see awesome because they really wanted to play it at a volume that was completely inaudible to human ears yeah uh and they recorded it 
uh, the acoustics of that to get that authentic echo. And as a matter right. of fact, when they played it, a lot of people were calling the the uh, the, the police and being like, "I think Godzilla's <laughs> on on the move." <laughs> so it's kind of fucking cool, and it it plays so beautifully, especially in the theater. Mm-hmm. Um, as a matter of fact, I remember distinctly. When I went to go see this in IMAX, uh, the you know the IMAX countdown pre-show yeah. that they do, they actually had Godzilla's roar be like the crescendo oh, of the, the pre-show. Cool. Nice. It was really fucking cool. Looks like some magic beams. <laughs> so this is the equivalent scene to finding the the little Godzilla eggs in Madison Square Garden in the. Uh, 98 movie. Oh my god. Why are they bringing that back? Shoot them. Shoot them now. Um, bomb them is what I'd say. Cause that's... Yeah, you're not going to be able to shoot enough of them. And even if you do, I feel like uh, those fetuses would be really pissed off. But you don't know their survivability at that point. That's the hope. I guess, but still... Even so, I would still probably get, like, a fifty caliber instead of, like, yeah. 7.62. Yeah. This movie's really dusty. Well, it's, is it... Would, okay, so I gotta ask. Would you prefer extreme amounts of dust or extreme amounts of rain? Both <laughs> pretty bad. <laughs> well, in all fairness, the dust is more realistic. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, it's horrifying to talk about, but right. 9-11... was dusty gave a lot of insight to exactly yeah. what it would look like of what ha- would happen if two giant buildings just fell and there was a lot of dust so i guess you could argue this is more realistic in that way oh wait they're actually fighting they didn't yes away they're actually time. fighting and even though it's covered completely through dust because uh you know in like the subsequent movies especially like godzilla vs kong uh they made the right decision not to have it too dusty. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yes, technically this is more realistic. You are correct, Gareth Edwards. But it's not as visually interesting. Yes. I'm sorry. It, it, it would also be more realistic to have Godzilla be 10 feet tall um, and not shoot nuclear stuff out of his mouth. <laughs> Although, how did you feel about making uh, Godzilla like cute, like super fucking humongous compared to the previous incarnations? Cause I'm going to uh, – this might be further Godzilla fan blasphemy – Size doesn't matter. Oh. <laughs> All that matters is that he's fuck-off big. The precise fuck-off bigness of him doesn't actually matter so long as he's fuck-off big. Okay. Exactly. Oh, I, I I will, I'm on board with that 100%. Right. Because, I, I mean, like, you, you look at the smallest Godzilla from 1950s, he's perfect. He doesn't need to be any bigger because the buildings are small. You know? He's, he's in a big place with big buildings. He just needs to be fuck-off big. I think uh, the whole reason why they made him so fucking huge in this one was so that they literally could post that image of the scale of Godzilla throughout the years just to get that kind of press. Like, he's bigger and better than before, and, you know, America's got to have it bigger and louder and more. Yeah. Uh, Shin Godzilla, I think, is actually the smallest Godzilla since probably the 60s, and it's, you know... That actually makes me so sad. Uh, Do you know what I learned recently? Oh, that smell. (laughs) <laughs> and so, in several other countries, particularly like in Japan, they won't have a large size. They'll have an American size. <laughs> that's great. Oh, uh, there's more. That's actually imagery. a really cool little yeah. little shot. That was kind of cool. Because didn't they kind of make it look 
kind of like uh, visually called to uh, a little fiery, yeah. Uh, Ghidorah. A little, a little bit. bit, yeah. My babies, my babies, not my babies. They blew up my vomit children. <laughs> I actually really like the sound design in that, where you can actually feel like my babies. They killed them. Oh, you pissed off mama now. Oh, shit. No, my children. See, and this is the part where they, 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 they killed all the, all the Godzilla babies um, in, in 1998. <sighs> that movie's going to continue to haunt. Are we going to wind up doing that movie for another kaiju? We might and... have to. <laughs> um, oh, God. If only so I can actually defend it to be honest defend it really there's a lot i like about it um there's a lot i hate about it and it's not a good movie but there's a lot to like man that's so weird the hardcore gods oh oh wait no fuck everything oh yeah no. fuck everything hell yes oh yeah <laughs> this is the one time where the dust is really effective uh yeah damn it, i loved how how they handled the the marketing for this movie in respect to that one event because the marketing was all about this is a grounded realistic godzilla and he's a force of nature yes and it was genuinely a question of whether or not he would actually use the nuclear breath no we're getting that shit we're so getting that shit I remember seeing this in the theater. Yeah. Everyone cheered. Oh yeah. When they started when he started lighting up. Oh yeah. yeah. Everyone. It was amazing. Say what you will about this movie, man. I know it's not like perfect or anything, and it's not like, you know, it's not it's not even Citizen Kane by a Godzilla movie standard or anything, but goddamn, if this ain't a crowd pleaser. Well, for the last 11 minutes yeah yeah um, that is true most of like the big cheers is in this sequence yeah the last yeah. the last 20 minutes of this movie like 20 25 minutes that's where it comes out that's where it's a crowd pleaser everything leading up to that is is kind of like uh, well no I, it has a good like first half hour and then a good yeah. last like half hour 25 minutes like yeah, the, everything in the, the middle, middle no <laughs> yeah garbage. in the middle is where it's mm. On your ass now. Get him, Godzilla. Get him. Ooh. That's going to leave a hickey. <laughs> you know what's a little disappointing? What's that? None of the MonsterVerse movies had the had the balls to show monster blood. Have they? I'm pretty I, I sure can't I think saw of a, it. I can't think of an example. I thought... Maybe, maybe with Kong. I remember, but, well, I remember Kong seeing Kong bleed. But um, I have a couple distinct memories of some of the Japanese movies uh, getting very bloody with the monsters, and I appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, no, I remember uh, in Kong Skull Island, that giant bloody handprint. Yeah, no, you're, you're, you're right with Kong. No, you're right. But uh, And I but, also remember Godzilla bleeding a bit. I don't remember in, Godzilla, uh, Godzilla versus Kong. I mean, I only bit. watched Godzilla versus Kong once. I, I remember he was bleeding a little bit, but... You're right, it wasn't very gory at all. Yeah. Like, there are some clips from, uh... 
I guess they have to get that kind of credibility before they can do like an R-rated kind of thing. Well, here's the thing: the Japanese movies did it, and they were for kids. <laughs> well, remember, very different cultures. I know. Very different. I know. If you have like a gory uh, monster fight, it's gonna be rated R here in America. I'm sorry. That's just that's just how the stupid ass MPA. Well, works. I would agree with you if it wasn't for uh, animated bloody movies like Beowulf that were ended up in PG-13. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think if it's sufficiently animated and sufficiently fantasy, you can get away with it. I killed your dad. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> but he didn't. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's the, true. Uh, the fucking Mudos. Whatever. Like <laughs> I said, you can cut them out of the movie. <laughs> Just make it that Godzilla wants to go to San Francisco for the, the sightseeing. <laughs> <laughs> for the sightseeing. I don't know. Maybe they could make up. They open a nuclear reactor in San Francisco that's the biggest in the world, and it's gonna be like ushering in a new green energy thing, and then Godzilla can. Ooh, a green energy subplot. Yeah. Actually, that would. Ooh, man. You know, it's times like this where I ha wish I had a time machine so I could turn oh, in right. a much better script. I know, right? <laughs> You'll notice that King of the Monsters, my favorite, also had very strong environmental themes in it. And, it did, didn't and, it? And no one talked about right. it. You're right, dude. I'm telling people King of the Monsters is far better than anyone gives it credit for. And it <laughs> yeah, frustrates it the fuck out of me. Like, reading critic reviews is just insulting. Like they didn't watch the same movie I did, and uh, I will be talking a lot about that when we get there. Okay, so EMP, how is the uh, the GPS working there? I'm really curious. How'd you get that GPS working? That automated thing. Also, don't you disarm bombs for a living, and you were just like bashing it with your hands? Like no, a, no, like he can't get the casing off. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's so he was bashing at the case, and that makes sense. Okay. They literally established that in the plot earlier. Come on. Oh, but, yeah, but this part, this, this is actually pretty intimidating and cool. I killed your father. Prepare to die. Really? Really? I don't care if that's a, uh, I don't care if that's a 45, man. And then here is well, to the be, greatest to moment be fair, yes, of this gonna, movie. If all you have is a gun to shoot at a mat, at least shoot for the wait, eyes. Wait, wait. The best Here moment of the movie. In the mouth, in the mouth. Yeah! Oh, that's good. You see, that's where they needed to put in the dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Bum-bum-bum-bum. But, no, apparently not. Eh! Honestly, that that was the that I think that was uh, the biggest crowd cheer. Oh of yeah, this no, that's movie. the best part of the whole movie. We yeah. just saw the best part. We can stop the movie now. <laughs> nothing, honestly, from this point forward, nothing in the movie is really that worth watching. However, uh, well, this is it's on. You have it on autopilot. This is when you get off the boat. <laughs> hey, wait, no, I just realized there is something thematically interesting here going. Well, not interesting. But there is something thematic. You it's really interesting you said. Yeah. It's on autopilot. The rest of the movie. The rest of the movie, <laughs> including the boat. The boat is a metaphor for the rest of the movie. Yeah. It's just on autopilot now. Yeah. And, and doomed to explode in a nuclear explosion. <laughs> so you could argue that's some meta humor right there. Sure. <laughs> 
But I also love how Godzilla is just so fucking exhausted he just collapsed. Because we also have to show that he collapsed just like our main hero. They're one and okay. the same, you guys. I'm, I'm almost to the point. Where Except, again, like, I, I he didn't have to die. I kind of wish that he did, though. <laughs> I really no. I mean, like it, yeah, it just no, seems right. fitting. It just seems well, fitting. The, well, I'm more of the matter of like, had he done it himself, I didn't want him saved. You know what I mean? Like, take right. care of yourself, you idiot. Yeah, you get bailed just... out of this movie. Yeah, like you, you had it on out. autopilot. Like, get off the boat. <laughs> Come on. He's like, no, I got to show what how our uh, special forces are so good at rescuing people. So we can have this stupid forced happy ending to the movie, and to and to my supposed character arc. Oh man, it's really sad when the main focus of your movie is not that good. Also, no, too close. He's dead. Yep. Yeah, no, too close. It's, he's dead. It's just like no nope, nope, that does not pass the thumb rule. <laughs> yeah, there's no way in hell that they got that boat away away from the bay in time. At the rate that was going, I don't care how fast. It, no, no, no. Like all this, this is nuclear fallout. Yeah, no, San Francisco's gone. Bye. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> their best bet: drop it in the water. At least, like the water's radioactive, but you're alive. Mm-hmm. But Godzilla might be dead. Ha <laughs> 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 Sure. Right. Right. You're just okay. Thousands still missing. Not thousands dead, just missing. Also, what kind of hot... I mean, imagine if they'd done a hot take, like, he and his wife survived, but the kid died. Like, they could have oh, gone man. dark with this. They could have, couldn't they? I st hey, man, they, they, there was just so much more room for some better tragedy in yeah. here, but no. It's got to be a Hollywood movie. Yeah, there's no way that they're just going to be able to lift these people out. Because usually people are pinned or they've broken something they can't move. Like, ugh. Oh, look how much he's missing his family with all these other families getting reunited. The tragedy. The, un the, the ridiculous tragedy. <laughs> and, but you know what? We've got to... Because uh, uh, if you notice, the beats that you see, like when he reunited... Whenever he sees someone reunited with their family, he always has a moment with his family. Like, it's a beat that repeats to a T. Oh, my God. I could never have guessed Godzilla's still alive. Yeah. Oh, no. He was just taking Shocking. a nap. Shocking. Also, a nap, you know guys. what doesn't, doesn't play here? What? This is America. There would have been some idiot posing on his head triumphantly <laughs> who had nothing to do with it. You know with I'm it, right. Like, with a selfie stick, you know, yeah. talking on his Instagram. Yeah, something, something. Hell, there should have been someone in the background behind Kent Wananabe with their phone out, be <laughs> like, just like, "Holy shit, this is this this is definitely going on Instagram." Also, uh, the moment that that thing breathes, don't you think the entire crowd should stop looking in awe and turn and run right? in the opposite direction? <laughs> At the very least, the whole energy of this of this sequence should have changed. Yeah. There's no way that they would let these people stay this close. No. No. -uh. No. You you gotta get them like evacuated. You have to have the entire state evacuated <laughs> yeah. at that point. Yeah. You know. 
the governor would be like, everyone get out of California. Seriously. I don't care. Go to Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> There's not much to do there anymore. But... <laughs> okay. So everyone I'm gonna, cheers! I'm going to mention this now since it's back up. So, uh, Godzilla 2000, first Japanese movie to be made since like 96 or 95. Um, it ends with Godzilla beating an evil monster. Great. We all love it. Big heroic monster beats up the, the evil monster. And then you know what he does? He starts wrecking shit. He starts destroying Tokyo because that's what Godzilla does. Yeah. Seeing um. Godzilla walk away from this felt like a slap in the face to me. Granted, I was a proto-Godzilla fan. I didn't understand a lot of the intricacies of the character because there are a surprising amount of intricacies. And this does work in certain, you know, uh, contexts. I, I personally am very curious as to why the news was like, King of the Monsters? Is he our savior? How do you know to even call him that? Like, what, what, why, who's making that call? That is a very good point. Because movie, that's why. Also, seriously, Superman is right. Like, oh, so when, as soon as Godzilla just wrecks everything up, he becomes the savior of the world. But when I do it, everyone gets all grudgy and judgmental. Yeah. This film wanted to have its cake and eat it too with the heroic Godzilla, and it, it failed. Because it's like, oh, we want Godzilla to be a an amoral force of nature, but we're also <laughs> going to call him a hero at the end of the movie. In all like, fairness, what the though, fuck? I, did, I actually did kind of like the vibe that of him walking away. Like, I get as a Godzilla fan, you would. But to me, I'm like, I actually kind of like the vibe that, yeah. you know, he's just, you know... Just rolling up his sleeves, going back into the water, right. and going home, and like maybe, a, well, and maybe like, kick back with a beer. I, 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 with, I understand, you know, why you can go that way. I like how they reinforced what he did here with King of the Monsters. Exactly, it works in the context of this movie, and I, I did. That's why I had a whole big spiel. It's like, yeah, I when I when it felt like a slap in the face, it was because I I, I was not as big of a Godzilla fan then as I am now. There's a lot of intricacies to the character. And there's a lot of reasons that can work. It just didn't feel like it worked in this movie. Right, and and that's just it. It's like w once they contextualize it in the way they do with King of the Monsters and set the narrative up for this universe's version of Godzilla, right. it works fine. But yes, I can understand why where you're coming from, having been a Godzilla fan, seeing that and just be like, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah, especially since I think... The, yeah, it might have actually been Godzilla 2000 was the most recent Godzilla movie I'd seen right before right before this one. And so that that image of Godzilla beating the monster and then just turning around and wrecking shit in Tokyo. It's like, <laughs> right. well, yeah, that's of course that's what Godzilla is going to do after he beats the big bad monster. Not going to lie, if it had that more like comedic road style trip where like, God damn it, why can't we just stop avoiding this thing? If, yeah. it, if it had that comedy tone... Yeah. This would have that would have worked actually. Yeah, no, like would have. The the monsters like all defeated. He's like Godzilla gets up, and they're like, "Yay, Godzilla, our savior!" And then he just turns around and just starts killing people. Oh no! God! <laughs> <laughs> like that would have been actually legit. Yeah, they're just like, "Oh come on!" And they're running again. <laughs> See, the way that I would end this to respect this movie's tone, so they're not like celebrating Godzilla, is one, you don't have him celebrating Godzilla. Two, you have him go back through the city causing more damage yeah not that he's actively trying to destroy the city right he's just he just, he it's just, just wants in to head way. in that direction but, but that's yeah, just he's... it they had him collapse so close to the coast that it's like eh. exactly but and, and see that uh, but i can kind of get your point like he should have headed it back out to sea 
just in a different vector, like taking out like yeah. three buildings in the process. Exactly. Perfect. Exactly. And they shouldn't have celebrated because you what you need to do is you need to you need to strike that balance where he's a force of nature. Yeah, sure. You know, he's not owing us any. He's not giving us any malice. But on the other hand, he doesn't not going to do us any favors. No, uh, he's honestly, not. I would have um, like really dug it. It's like different vector. And how, what a perfect moment. You just like, they're not sure how to react. They just watch his foot come right. down on the Ghirardelli factory. <laughs> <laughs> it's like done. <laughs> no more Ghirardelli. Uh, it, it, or, or worse. Um, uh, he destroys a shawarma shop. <laughs> <laughs> That reference would have worked. Too. That actually would have been a really funny little jab, I think. And yeah, like, it would have been two years after the event, oh. so it would still be fresh enough in people's minds. <laughs> and you know, yeah. and you know what they could have done, which would have been a hilarious callback. What's that? Like, so I don't know how familiar you are with San Francisco, but they actually um, they have a a, uh, a Japanese garden there. Um, oh. Like, and it's like stuff that. Um, something to do with their relationship with japan like things were donated from japan for the place so like mm -hmm. how amazing would it be if you just have this person watching from like the like the gift shop tea thing whatever in the center of that japanese garden everything's destroyed from there to the coast and he's just watching godzilla walk away from this <laughs> japanese like themed perspective in san francisco like <laughs> beautiful awesome I, I, oh my god! No, you don't want to make it perfect. What's that? You make it somehow. Don't explain it. Don't be anything. It's that kid and his family from Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> it all comes full. Exactly. Yeah. It's like you don't explain it. There's not like you have no idea how they got there, but there they are. I guess. Well, in all fairness, I mean, if you're going to evacuate Hawaii, San Francisco would be a good port. To, to land the evacuees. It's just that it so happens to be the exact spot the monsters were going. Well, yeah, and they were kind of tracking the vectors, so they probably wouldn't have done that. Uh, then again, I don't know where else you're going to send them if you're go in Hawaii trying to evacuate people. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of literally in the middle of the Pacific. Yeah. There's, no, there's really nowhere else to go. I mean, yeah. you could try to... You could try to go to Japan, I guess. No, I mean, no. There's there's closer things to Japan from Hawaii, like oh, like the Philippines or Philippine Guam. I think is probably closer. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not that Guam could hold all the evacuees, but no. you you get my point. Uh, or yes. um, yeah. I think you know Samoa. Yeah, just saying. Yeah, for sure. But overall, uh, how's this, like, after revisiting it again, I mean, how's it holding up for you guys? Like, because for me, again, it's not perfect, but it's, I think, uh, serviceable was the word you used, Mike. And for me, that's what it is. You know, I don't know when I use that word. Upon rewatching it, I really do enjoy, you know, the, the opening part of the movie, though. I, I agree with Mike. I would have liked them having made Godzilla more central. Like, he needed yeah. to be talked about. He needed to be more central. But I thought the opening's pretty decent. But I stand by my, yep, there is an hour in the middle there that you just, like, no. Don't care. Yeah, yeah. like, no, no. Like, well, there is one thing in that, like, lull. But I think it's arguably the one point that where it finally starts picking up again. And it's, let them fight. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, that's that's the, the, the movie basically telling us you can pay attention again. Things are going to get interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so I, yeah, I I'm still not. No, I won't revisit this movie again. Yeah, I mean, it's like, look, I, I this is the, I, I have not watched it since theaters. Um, yeah. and honestly, like watching it again now, it's like okay, like that did what it did. Uh, I don't need to watch this, particularly because uh, as I think Mike's agree with me, it's like if I want to go watch a Godzilla movie now, King of the Monsters, like. I, right. I, I got something like I have yeah. a Godzilla movie that works for me. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, and if you want to see like a Godzilla movie that's actually quality filmmaking, you have still plenty of options. You know, Shin yeah. Godzilla is very well made. Um, the 1954 movie, I don't understand why people don't call that an all-time modern classic. Oh, not for modern, sure, obviously, but all-time but, classic. Uh, I I, um, I can understand with Shin Godzilla. Unfortunately, as much as I love it. I can get why American audiences, unfortunately, would be like, eh. Right. And it's because of the way the visuals and the effects are done. Like, unfortunately, well, Americans I mean, can be a little that. snobby with that. I think it's a lot harder for a lot of American audiences to really connect with a story that is so quintessentially wrapped up in Japanese politics. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it is fundamentally a political thriller that happens to have Godzilla in it. Yes. yes. And in all, in all fairness, though, as a american introduction to the public is this movie effective at least in that sense it is godzilla he is on screen he does godzilla things uh if that's enough for an introduction i guess but i don't think it does a good job of introducing the tone and the aesthetic of the franchise as a whole i will the one thing i will give this movie credit for and it's not even the movie i'm giving credit this had such a good ad campaign to it that's yeah, funny. that yeah. it got so it got enough people out to the theaters opening weekend for them to yep. greenlight two, not one, but two sequels. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you know what? Props to the marketing department. Like you did your yeah, job. Man. They did their job. I mean, if you notice, we probably spent a good solid third of the whole movie talking about the marketing campaign. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, the trailer for Comic Con was epic. The actual trailer was epic. The poster was amazing. Yeah. Like, uh, all of that stuff was really fucking cool. I mean, you guys have probably been uh, listening on YouTube have probably been staring at the fucking poster for ages <laughs> now. But, yeah, dude, it was all awesome. And honestly, for me, I, look, I get that, yeah, we should have gotten more. But at least as far as, like, a casual fan of Godzilla, for me, this was serviceable enough for a start. I'm like, okay, we're on a track now. Let's get this train rolling. Right. You know, and I think the uh, the next movies are going to cover that. So, oh, yeah. The next movies are so much better. And we're going to be back again next week Fuck with yeah. uh, some more MonsterVerse stuff for the rest of Kaijun. Um, that's Kaijun, you guys. It's the month of June, and it's Kaijun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think they I feel get like it. I, 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 but, uh, yeah, well, we'll be back again for uh, King, Kong Skull Island, which is actually might be probably my favorite of the ones so far maybe i i'm gonna determine my, that myself when uh, i see it again so i guess we'll see all three of us next week because i know i can't keep mike away from any kaiju movie at all <laughs> uh, so he's gonna be with us all month long for Fuck kaiju yeah. it's gonna be good so that been said i've been tim i've been sean Skrunk! <laughs> And you'll never have to watch a movie alone again. Peace.